All right, so we're we're good to go. All right, we're going now. All right. So uh, yeah. So let's see. We uh, want to start this off with our Star Wars discussion. We could talk about Star Wars. We've got a lot of years in history in Star Wars. Yeah. Or we could or we could do just do uh, the 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 latest movie review, um, which is what we originally had talked about. Well, one of the things the latest movie review I looked it up online. We're talking about Rise of Skywalker. Has if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, which is central for for reviews, uh, there are currently 465 uh, critical critics that have posted reviews and they're basing their score off of, which is currently at 52%, which is yeah. interesting how they, they decide what 52% is, but that's like almost twice as many as any other movie. <laughs> so it is is probably one of the most talked about movies because everyone wants to get their opinion in on it. Right, right. Well, what, what I noticed she first said, though, is she said, what, 480-something critics. Critics, yes. Right. We're not critics. We're real people. Right. That's the difference. Okay, well, there's audience scores here, too. There's yeah. 91,000 audience scores. <laughs> now, interesting enough, it's got a much higher audience right. score, 86%. Well, that, I mean, we've, we've discussed this many times before, <laughs> uh, uh, the critic versus real person view of movies, where I think you tend to lend, lead and lend more to that, that critic side where you, you bring in the, the cinematography and the story and the acting and and all that, and I'm like, there, there is. Did I enjoy? I, it. I, I know what you mean, and when people have got on my case, I do think I can get. I like getting, kind of, wrapped up, transported by a movie, and I will give it lots of props if if it does that. And I think that's what you're talking about. Did I enjoy it? Right. And I will think yes. There's a lot of things that can take me out of a movie because I'm so ticked off <laughs> that they're not thinking about, you know, it's like, what, what line of dialogue was that? that that's ridiculous. Or, or, or the, yeah, I guess maybe sometimes the cinematography can bug me. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, though, is it, you take a different take on it. Not, not, not always a negative, but sometimes a movie that I may find a little more boring, you'll be like, oh, but did you, the scenes and the, the, the way they did it, and, and I was like, they didn't blow anything up. <laughs> no, I mean, you don't have to blow stuff up to make a good movie. But that's, I mean, that's where we we tend to roll a different way on our, our critic view. What's the new uh, movie on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds that was directed oh, by... Oh, The Six Under? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that? I have not seen that yet. Um, it looks great. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, excited to see that. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched it yet because I have the problem with... Who else is in the house with me to watch things? So I have to right. It doesn't it watch doesn't things on my own time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, and I've been trying to catch up on other. I've been watching Witcher, um, which okay. is another one which I think is great, and my wife doesn't like because uh, there's blood and gore and you know magical creatures. I don't know. She she okay. doesn't. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna start watching the thing, same things too because I have not seen Witcher, and we're watching. The new Star Trek uh, Discovery. We're not. I guess it's a couple years old, but we, I just oh, signed oh, up for the CBS All Access because oh, so I got to watch. Picard. So I can watch Picard, uh, and it yeah. gives me access to all those new Star Trek shows. That is, that is definitely something. So yeah, we we definitely need to kind of to sync up our watching uh, because yeah, we uh, I was watching that. I watched Marvel's Runaways. Uh-huh. That was uh, one of the last ones I watched too, which uh, you probably haven't watched at all. No. Um, yeah, we watched that. Uh, matter of fact, funny coincidence, we were looking just just for something to watch last night and uh, came across that 70s show. So, 
threw up the first two episodes of that. I have not laughed like that in a long time. <laughs> first two episodes of the show of that '70s show, the very first season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's like you know I've probably seen them two three times before mm-hmm. back in the day, but just how good they were with just being funny. I, I think it's a funny show, but I think I think the the mother father oh. make the show. Oh, they do just. I think it's, they they are definitely one of the best part of it. I think the the interaction between the the kids to me also, but I also see some of my how I grew up hanging out with some of my friends, and some of that. I think that '70s show. No, maybe I'm, maybe they they took it from something else, but there's they have that that classic shot where it's a camera's in the center. And it, yeah, and it, yeah, and yeah. it spins around, and they all just have something to say. Right. Usually, they're smoking something. That's and, uh, one of the uh, first time I remember seeing that. I think I think that's something they introduced that just got caught on. Caught oh yeah, on that's one of the best parts. It's always really really fun. To well, that's that's with people out of that. <laughs> I think it's the first episode they do that. They're down in the the basement smoking pot, right? Mm-hmm. And and so two of them are talking, and it's going spinning back and forth. And then every now and then they stop on Kelso, which is. Uh, Ashton Kushner, uh-huh. and he's just laughing. Like, you know, he's just lit to the tea, and he's just laughing. And then they spin to another guy, and then they'll come back, and he's just laughing. And you're like, it's, it's classic because, you know, he thinks he's part of the conversation, but he really is somewhere completely else. And, but yeah, that's a great shot. That's one of those series that I've only seen some episodes, so I know it enough, right. to, but I wouldn't know it enough to. Hang on, we're going to pause for a moment. My wife's calling. Yeah. We're back. All right. That was a quick phone call from my wife uh, asking me what kind of beer to pick up. I right. thought that, that's kind of cool that it was Razor 5 or Little Something Something. Definitely the right choice so on Little Something Both local something. beers were in, uh, yeah. were in Sonoma County, so we've got some good breweries here. Yeah, that, so that's, that's the other thing with this. <laughs> it, once this becomes a full-fledged podcast, we're going we're gonna to work this in. Um, I think we definitely have to be drinking. Oh, we could do like beer movie pairings or something like. That. <laughs> well, I didn't want to just I didn't want to just lock it down to beers. Okay, because well, I know I know you have your you like your your scotches and your things like that. Uh-huh. And I, I kind of like my girly mixed drinks. So I thought, <laughs> uh, I thought we could kind of combine that. Um, I'm not. I'm going to be completely dead honest. I we're stealing this from a different podcast. Okay, okay. Uh, from the Harry Potter and the Half Drunk. Podcast. All right, right, okay. Uh, I listened to that and uh, I I thought it was a great idea because what they actually do is they so they'll be doing a certain topic and they'll will not every time but they'll they'll put a drink to it uh-huh. and they'll name it you know or design a drink to it or find something but I think we could do something similar to that but I also do like yeah maybe maybe we do like well you talk about any any types of drinks I did a by a friend a friend. Well, we can say names on here, but um, we, can always, we can always delete. <laughs> but uh, I gave Alicia a uh, a bourbon horror movie pairing. Oh, where I got a collection of bourbons, which was in just some variety pack, and then I replaced all the because it, it talked about all the things that enhanced each different type, and I t- and I used those little things and I related them to different genres of horror movies. Nice. This was just last year, and, and I, I wrote up a. I made it part of the label and gave it to her. I thought that was that was kind of cool. Well, I think that's and that I to <laughs> some me, of it was made up. I did try to to to, to read, oh, you know, they, what the bourbons had and try to relate that to a to a genre. So I was trying to be thoughtful, but 
I was also trying to be clever and right. and, and give her give her bourbon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get you drunk. Uh, right. Uh, so no, yeah, I think that's a uh, that's awesome. But I think that we should definitely make this part of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like t- tonight, I'm I'm drinking a new uh, Fog Belt uh, Paloma. Which is a uh, a cocktail IPA, which uh, just came out last week and is super delicious. Nice. And you got your little something something coming. Something something on the way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll definitely have to make that part, and we'll we'll make a whole segment about it. I think that'd be awesome. All right. So now we're going we're going to go back. Are we? So are, do you want to do? Let's let's talk a little bit about Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Yeah, I think I, just because that's what what. Kind of was the that was the gist of that how was, we that was it's like we're gonna get our foot in the door with this somehow. Right. Why not talk about something that everyone's talking about? Right. And well, and we saw it, and we both had questions. We're like coming out of the theater, we're both like, "What the hell was this?" And oh, did you get that? And and so we definitely had questions. I know you you've seen I, it three times. I've seen it three times. I saw it twice. So uh, and you know your thing, your first. You know, you accuse me of, did you like it? I mean, of, of being a little too, too overly critical. I don't think that was well, an no. accusation. I think it's, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just saying that, that I did enjoy it. This right. was one of them that, and, and I think this is a, a nod to J.J. Abrams as a director. He has a, he has a very effective way of making scenes just kind of come alive. Even, even if some, I mean, I do have criticisms of the trilogy. Right. As a whole and how it fits into the Star Wars thing. I think everybody does. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's 465 uh, yeah. Crit- so, I mean, yeah, and criticism can be a positive. You can have a positive Yes, yeah. Can, right? Or no. No, you can. It's like traffic. Traffic is, uh, you can have, someone says there was lots of traffic. Well, was there good traffic or was there bad traffic? Right. right? Is that the same thing as well, criticism? Well, no, because I would criticism. say, well, when they say critics, right, some of them, I mean, you take Siskel and Ebert, right, they they were critics, and they were critical of movies, but they they were critical, and they gave them whether there was bad or good. So I guess you could have good criticism for a movie. I remember watching Siskel and Ebert when, when they did the review of Return of the Jedi. Oh, was, way back. <laughs> yeah, 1983. I was 13. I was really into Star Wars. Right. And our, my brother got to see it on opening day. And this is when it was hard to get ticket. I mean, right, right, yeah. they, this was when they were first starting to do advanced ticket sales. And you had to you had to queue up for them. Right, right. And well, I remember standing in one of those lines. Yeah, and he had gotten them. I don't know how he managed to get them for the very first day. I was able to get them for a Saturday. I'm trying to think how this how it works because I Star Wars the first Star Wars I just got drugged to yeah yeah my and nobody knew what it was yeah it's like cool you know whatever and then you come home and your life's changed <laughs> right <laughs> Empire Strikes Back I remember going with my mom and it was it was a little a little bit after but Return of the Jedi was the one that it was just well like, that's <gasps> I think Return of the Jedi was the first it might even been the first real movie where fans came out in droves like like the anticipation of the movie was so big it was probably bigger than the movie you, right? you don't think Empire Strikes Back had that? I mean Star Wars I, no, you, I you saw the you see a lot of the old footage of, of how the people were just lining up to see it and 
See, I don't and remember I'm not, that from Star Wars, but I was real young. I remember going well, to see... Well, the Man's Chinese Theater that they always show the footage of the, of yeah. the long cues. And I don't know that, how... Was that, was that I don't Star know how they, get the, how they got the word out then or how word of mouth spread. I thought spread. Star Wars, like, nobody anticipated. It was like just any like other movie and it blew up and word of mouth got it going. I thought uh, people for Empire, um, they came and stuff, but it wasn't... It, it it was the one that kind of cemented like oh man this is this is really good and then when they came out with a third one then it was just the 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 pandemonium like just people everywhere like dressing know. up and stuff like that that's mm-hmm. how I remember it but um, I have never been one of those people that have been like oh my god I got to be the first to see the show um, I do like seeing them early just because I don't like you know there's Marvel you know I love seeing those quickly because. I can't get enough of them, you know. The Turtles. I, I love seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when it came out because I, I I'm so excited to see it. But I don't have to be for showing. I don't. Yeah. It, I get nervous about hearing spoilers because <laughs> that, you know, it's, yeah. It it just it's not like I'm worried. I mean, a movie shouldn't be all dependent on one on, line. On, yeah. On things like that. On what happens. It's more to me about. How how they do it and how how they pull it off, but right. but still, I can just get I can get really pissed off if I hear a story, oh. a spoiler. Um, so I like to see things early, and and I also like the big crowds. In fact, <laughs> and I I made a comment I think at Rise of Skywalker because they for the last There's couple no years, well there had there was crowd. Well, first off, you're not lining up anymore uh, because you do assigned seating ahead of time because they converted all the theaters here. Yep. So so everyone's every they all have the reclining seats and you reserve your tickets. That's only within the last 2 years. And you have your reserved seats right. so you don't have to line up to get the best seats. And what I found was even though it was a packed house, which it was uh, and we were opening day. Yeah. It was I could not see another except for our line of you know, I could see right. you on my side, my wife on the, on my other side. Couldn't see anybody else. Could not see in front of me. We <laughs> we were like in, in the high up rows too. So, mm-hmm. but you couldn't see all those heads, and I kind of missed that. I missed that from the. Uh... Well, I remember when we went and saw. It was one of the last of the theaters here that had the stand in line, and I believe it was a Marvel. It mm-hmm. might it might have been a Star Wars, but. Remember going in and seeing people? No, it was it was the it was the Star Wars before this. Whatever that was, <laughs> it'll happen. Um, whatever. Uh, what was the one before? It might have been Rogue One. Did we line up for Rogue One? It might have, but I remember people right behind us were there was a group of twenty people, and and you know ninety percent of them were dressed up mm-hmm. and and stuff like that, and so thought that was really cool well that might just be a local thing too because it, it it's happening based on when people when they convert the theaters to reserved seating true, true. Um, and they you know we still have a theater in Sebastopol that's not reserved seating or remote park is remote park reserved seating I don't know I haven't been there in a long time but uh, all the ones in Santa Rosa besides right well but yeah so it, it, I can see where that would that would take away from that aspect now, uh, me on the other hand, from opposite of you, I don't like the crowds. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the, yeah. the atmosphere of, of the new movie and people getting excited about it. I just do not like the the arm to arm, nuts I, to butts, people I, all over. One of my <laughs> fondest experiences. Well, the besides, well, no, I mean, as far as a big crowded theater, when I was a kid, I remember it was I think Die Hard Two. When Die Hard 2 came out, Die Harder, 
And I went and saw this. This was in Orange County at the Orange Cynodome. It was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, it, it was, it had really sloped seats. Mm-hmm. So you're not, because those old theaters were always right. hard to see. <laughs> right behind stuck behind right. Yeah, but this had sloped seating and, and it was their main auditorium. And I remember the crowd. And they, and they weren't always showing, you know, they'd have slides on the on the theater screen. But before the movie, they let you in. And they had the lights up. And yeah, yeah. everyone's, you know, all buzzed. And there was there were beach balls yeah, going yeah, around. Yeah. And everyone excited. And, and the movie came on. And I'm not a huge fan of the second one. I think it's kind of uh, compared to the oh, first and third the first yeah. and fourth. We won't talk about the fifth. But, but, <laughs> but the second one I thought was a little far-fetched. It didn't quite work quite as well but the experience was awesome uh just the crowd so into it all the yeah. one-liners and just that was a movie that was built for that sort of thing yeah so i i understand the excitement of the theater and, yeah. and i can i can appreciate that um i can even understand like the little laughing in in somewhat of the one-liner jokes yeah but I also I, I can get really irritated with it too. Like if you got one Joker that thinks he's fucking hilarious <laughs> and just constantly dropping shit, and you know, uh-huh. yeah, he may hit one or two that are really funny, but then it's like, okay, shut the fuck up. I'm gonna throw my popcorn at you, kind of thing. <laughs> so that that's where I, uh, I I'm not good with the crowds, and yeah. so but I, I do understand the the. I can see the the joy of all the people coming together, especially with the big fandoms like the Harry Potter series, right? The Lord of the Rings, you know, where you've got these fandoms uh-huh. that are just so into it. They're dressing up and stuff like that. And the Star Wars, the Star no. Trek. I don't know if Star Trek really gets to the dressing up. I haven't seen that a lot. I can see him doing well, it. I don't know necessarily the theaters, but that's not necessarily right. a series that or a... Yeah, a franchise that's right. built on on theater releases. Right, they've had a run of some movies, but but I could see that in a lot of those movies that 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 could be part of the experience. The Star Trek conventions. That's that's oh, that's, that's classic. That that probably started the whole. <laughs> it, was, it, it launched its own movie in. Uh, um, oh, what's it? I can't. Like, mean, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy or, Quest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, in fact, I think they just re- released uh, like within the last year a documentary about that movie and its effect. Oh really? Yeah, that's a that's a brilliant movie. Oh yeah, I love that movie. That's that's <laughs> talk about. I I I sometimes struggle seeing movies with my wife when we're in kind of a well. She is really sensitive to to people making noise yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And and she will she loves to kind of make passive aggressive uh, comments, <laughs> noisy comments that and and it makes me feel like. I'm going to do something about this, but I don't get bothered like as easily as she does. So it always makes me feel a little uptight. Like, so I'll be in the middle of a movie and I won't sense the person that's bugging her, but I'll sense her, her, (laughs) you know, being bugged. It's like, Oh, I got to deal with this. I I know what you're talking about. I've been there. I know what you're talking about. Um, Yeah. It's, it's funny because it may not be irritating you, but them irritating her irritates you. Yeah. And I, I get the same way. Uh, uh, we were at a concert recently and, uh, some guy was uh, saying some just rude shit to my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. And, yep, I was... Uh, it didn't bother me what he was saying, but because he was saying it to them, and uh, I went into protective mode. And, uh, <laughs> you could have said something then, yeah. I didn't even say anything. I just turned and stared at him. And just stared at him. Yeah. Like, literally, like, like, back to the concert, staring at him. Like, uh-huh. say one more word. Yeah. Go ahead. I dare you. Good. He shut up. Yeah. It was nice. 
But yeah, that that's uh, I I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all right. So back to Sky uh, Rise of the Skywalker. All right, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Did they ever determine who? Does that mean it's the rise of her? I think in the end that was Is she that... took the Skywalker name, which and I thought was cool. Th- and there was also. Kylo got knocked down into that chasm, and he pulls himself up. So that could also be considered because he is that's reaching. Got, but yeah, he's, he's a solo, but he's got Skywalker blood because he's uh, he's Leia's. So I, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to change. It. I, I, just, I, I, I just, know what you're saying. When I was watching the movie and he <laughs> fell, I thought, well, maybe that's where they got the title because you don't really put it together until she takes the name at the end. Right. That's. I, I, I think so. I so I think I dismissed it, but I more more because of I him thought, just raising up through the hole. <laughs> More of him become going from evil back to good, uh-huh. going from the dark side back to the light. So the rising of him, rise of the Skywalker came back out. Right, he had he had the 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 Kylo Ren right is not the Skywalker in him. That's the evil side, the dark side. Right, right. There you go. And he rises okay. out of that to to come back to being the Skywalker lineage. Right, or maybe it's kind of a combination of both because they talk I'm about sure the what's a dyad or what. what, what what do they refer to it as the connection between the two of them and how? Oh they, yeah, there was something new like dyad in the forest. Or yeah, or, yeah, a, gl- a glitch in the forest. Or <laughs> glitch. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the way that's they said a fancy word, and I went, oh yeah, okay, a ripple in the forest. You know, it, it's something that's not ever happened before, and it was supposed to be a special thing, which is interesting. I mean, it makes you. Well, you mean a different force power? The fact that they can communicate. Well, also they're they're the first to show the healing. No, well, actually, the in the movies. day before. Okay, yeah, I've, that's fair. But the day before, if you watched Mandalorian, uh, the uh, oh, Baby the, Yoda, uh, the the that the asset, the asset. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to call him Baby Yoda. No, no, um, healed, um, healed, healed someone. So that right. was that was the first time. So now, now that, that that is maybe that's supposed to happen before the rise. Of Skywalker, yeah, Rise of Skywalker, yeah, because the the timing after the Mandalorian is taking place after Return of the Jedi, but before what's the Return of the No? Well, Rogue One, or no, I'm sorry, I, uh, what is the first Ray? God, I'm horrible with these. Force movies. Awakens, Force Awakens, yes. So it's in between that time. It's in between period. that time, okay. yeah. Interesting. Um, so yeah, so but yeah, they did kind of. I mean, the 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 Last Jedi was the first. The last, this, the movie, uh, the second in this uh, oh, sequel right. trilogy, um, was the one that introduced the the ability to commu- You know, I say that, and yet in uh, Empire Strikes Back, Luke and Leia can communicate. They did, uh, not quite in the same way, and they did, but, but they it wasn't. Are, it wasn't like it wasn't like having a conversation. It was more like thought sending right. and thought receiving. Right, they. It's definitely more so in in Last Jedi, the way they they yeah. almost. It's it's more like if you took and did it in a layman's terms. It's more like okay, I'm gonna throw a paper airplane with some words on it towards you, uh-huh. right? And you might catch it, you might not, and I don't know. And you can send one back. Where that's the Empire Strikes. The back, Empire Strikes right. Back. And now right. what they had was just like walkie talkies. Like they're just yeah okay hey. I even wore that. They're like in each other's eye space. Or texting and you don't know if the other person receives it versus live oh, but streaming they, where it's They a... did. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, I texted but I have no idea if you read it. Unless you got Apple, kinda of tells you a little bit. 
which the force might give them. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reach in. But anyway, so yeah, okay. So we saw some new stuff with it. Um, we saw the new color. That, that probably, you know, you look at a lot of the critics or the audience reviews that some of them were ticked off at introducing some of these new new for yeah i don't know I isn't that what movies are for is to introduce new storylines to add potential openings to new movies yeah i mean you can't just keep it flat and re i mean re replay the same right story which i Although, guess there was some criticism about that about, there, oh huge criticism yeah. about that matter of fact um i just to to bone up on this i went and read just people's i wanted to see what people were mm -hmm. saying and a lot of people were complaining about, okay, this is just now another rehash of it's the same story over and over. And J.J. Abrams has admitted to that, but he said he did that purposefully because... To pay homage, right? Well, not necessarily homage, but you're reintroducing someone to a to a, uh, a world... Uh, I don't know how he put it. He... He thought he, he thought about the answer. It it, it was it he wanted some familiarity there. Yeah. Um, but but the new characters, new direction with some of the stories and stuff. Yeah. My biggest criticism of the whole movie was mm -hmm. it wasn't long enough, so it rushed the story. Like this this should you say it wasn't long enough, or it it tried to cram too much into because you could no no I I liked how much they gave us. You think they, I think they could have given us more. You think they could? Story. You think it should have been? Oh, yeah. three and a half hours versus two and a half hours. I think it should have been a two-parter, but they would have never done a two-parter because it has to be a trilogy, mm -hmm. um, which I think is is the sadness of it all, mm -hmm. uh, realistically. But um, it should have been longer. I, it's it's two hours and twenty minutes, I believe, was yeah. what it was. They could have stretched that another twenty minutes and gave us at least a few more bits and pieces. I think. There was a lot of the story, either that or they could have dropped a few of the the potentials out of it. Like there were certain things that didn't, I think, pay as much as some of the other stuff. Um, I, I, yeah, <laughs> there was just so much going on. It was hard to keep it all straight, mm -hmm. and, and I don't think they paid any of it enough uh, of the details to to uh, to really make it what it was. I. I get that. I think they felt... Well, one of the things that I wish that they would have done, you talk about how they had to lock it into like this three-part trilogy. Yeah. I, I, and I think they were trying to... I mean, that, that was the plan from the beginning. Um, it was... I wish they had a story arc for the whole trilogy developed from the beginning. Oh, oh God, yeah. Because that's the one thing that you... When you watch this, this trilogy, you know... <laughs> That one person wrote the first, another person wrote the second, and another person wrote the third, and it shows. And as much as I, I, I like the, I like the direction of of where J.J. Abrams took the the last story. I think it it probably satisfied the the most amount of people. It got a lot of good. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're going to have critics on both or people on both sides. Right. Some people that loved Last Jedi, like the direction uh, that movie was going, and I thought it was. I thought that was interesting. Some of the choices it made, but I, you know, I would have rather seen three movies from that director or right. three movies from J.J. Abrams or some sort of thematic element or some sort of con consistent story where even if you got three directors, but you had a consistent story arc so that right. so that that could. A, a consistent story. Well, I think part of what happened was is the directors, they changed the story, right? They drove the story. And was was Abrams the director on the 
first. He was the director on the first. First and the third. And yes, right. And he wrote. He wrote the first. Right. But but it. I, you so, know, I don't think he's. And I think I think he said it was it was more of a, you know, putting a lot of pieces out there. Right. For the next, and he was not planning on doing the third, you know. Uh, well, this is what I heard, and this is what Art should say I read. I, I didn't hear it directly, but um, there was squabbles between him and the director of the second. And, and that's why he came back and did the third, because he had set it up for a certain story. And the director of the second just almost like swept it off the table yeah. and started fresh again. And you see it. Especially you if do you see watch. It. And that's why I'm not sure if I'm aware, are you getting this information based on, on No, no, no. I, on, I, I read that. Okay. And then and then I, I had I went back and watched them again because yeah. I, I wanted to just see get some more information and get myself back into it. Um there and I watched them real close to each other. It might have been same day I watched the f- seven and eight and then and then I think we went to the movies and watched the the, the uh, Rise of Skywalker um for the second time. Uh-huh. And uh, the flip flop of the attitudes and the story of the people is so in your face and prevalent; it's ridiculous. It's like bipolar people; their their characters mm-hmm. are just not the same characters. The 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 relationships are not the same from one to the next movie, and it just like what the heck is going on? And so I think that to me was what failed the most. The the overarching story of how it all went, I th- I think was fine. Um, I did kind of like how the second movie almost paid a little homage to Empire. You know, instead of snow, it was salt, and they kind of had the same. Although, yeah, the whole battle scene on the salt planet was the most stupid, ridiculous. Like they would have been annihilated in a heartbeat. I thought the, I thought the the. But they bring in the ad ads. I thought those looked beautiful. No, that was great. No, I know, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you though, because, because, yeah. What was it? It was just this advancement. Of, it was like, and you know what bugged me too is when they broke off the attack and what Finn decides he's gonna right. do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna save everything. I don't know what he's thinking. I'm gonna save right. everything by doing a kamikaze. Right. Is that supposed to take it out? I don't know. Okay, into it, they break off. He's going full speed into this thing. And what is that? The, the, she's able to like pull off and then circle cir- around, circle around, and then come back and knock him out of the way. Yeah. How the heck does she get enough speed to do something like that? Yeah, and and it, yeah, that was I, that was. I really liked nice. the sentiment. I didn't like the delivery. I thought that movie was so f- concerned about. It almost came across the dialogue as political correctness. You didn't get that oh. interesting, fun banter. I liked that they killed off Snoke. I thought, oh my God, I didn't see that coming. No, and that was the best part of the movie because nobody saw it coming. Yeah. And the way they did it, I thought was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, snap! But but it's funny because I, you know, I thought Snoke was ridiculous in The Force Awakens, which I liked Force Awakens, but it's like, really? It's Here's this another, another baddie. I th- I prefer, the, I'm glad they chose to focus more on Adam Driver's uh, uh, Kylo Ren. Right. E, uh, emo, what do they call him? Emo... Uh, emo Vader. Emo Vader or something <laughs> like that. But he is he is really an effective actor. He... And so is Ray. They're, and I, and I, and I'm, that's what I liked. That was my... I thought the second movie didn't pull it off so well. I thought it was kind of silly. Some of their, their, their back and forth... But the, the Rise of Skywalker, that was its strength. Was I did. Um, 
and this is where the story lost me and mm-hmm. I, I just uh, I was like I, I just never bought the love story and and to me that was the weakest part of the movie yeah um, although I, I that's almost, the weakest part of the movie on all of them was the the love interests they never sold it mm-hmm. to me on anybody yeah right it just the whole th- actually the one that sold it the most was in Rise of Skywalker where you had um, what's the pilot uh, I've God, I'm stupid on names here. Um, the main pilot, the the Han Solo character. <laughs> um, oh, oh, uh, yeah, the guy, the main, Davis. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that, that's another role he's done. Um, um, Poe, Poe, Poe Dameron. Okay, and and the little bounty hunter girl, whatever that catches him. Yeah, they had the most and best chemistry. And out it was of, so quick. They, they hardly right? had any, any screen time, but I agree that. But it, it was just, a, it was a, that's something I think J.J. Abrams is good about, kind of throwing in kind of that more two-dimensional but effective banter that makes things a little bit more fun. It's not... Right. But they had the best chemistry out of any of them. It's like, like Ray and Kylo Ren. I wasn't buying it. Yeah. No, it was just, uh, whatever. I, I know there's tons of people out there that are just loving it. And they think, oh, my God. And then um, the whole thing with... Uh, What's his name? Finn. Right. And his his obsession, love obsession with Ray in the first movie, and then all of a sudden he flops over to the the to the Asian girl, and, yeah. uh, right? And then he kind of demi- dismisses her, and then all of a sudden this other chick out of, and and really just didn't. But he always had this pining thing for Ray that was it was more annoying than anything. It's like come <laughs> on, it's like fuck, make up. It, it was like. Like they were trying to force that one. Well, that's and that's where they didn't know where they were going with the story. Right, and that's and the, you know, but and, it's and like it they shows. kept trying to force it the whole time. Yeah. The first, first and third although, one. Although you could look at look at the original Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back. I mean, obviously they they didn't think. You know <laughs> that Lucas didn't plan on them being brother and sister, or he wouldn't have thrown in that big kiss. I don't know. You think that he knew that they were going to be brother and sister? In fact, I remember seeing. I think I think that one's that might okay. I mean he might have he might have talked you know boxed himself in he had Yoda say there is another and then he had yeah and, he, and he had to he had to create some sort of um, catalyst or something something to trigger Luke to to finally uh, attack Vader with all his right know, that's in Return of the Jedi when she says when he senses oh, oh sister, sister what about yeah. sister. No, you know, and he finally flips see, out. On, but here's the thing. So, so I don't know if, if that you was grew up apart from your sister, mm-hmm. right? There's a good likelihood in that you met that you may be attracted. And to me, this is perfect. This is exactly why it worked. Mm-hmm. He, for one, she's a princess and he's a <laughs> fucking farm boy, right? You know, he saves her. She's not bad. You know, they were, you know, she's the hot chick of the, the universe, whatever, yeah. a galaxy. So yeah, he's going to be attracted to her, and he's going to follow on that, right? His he's just raw emotions. So yeah, he's going to kiss her, but he also kind of sits back and goes, "Wait, that didn't feel right. Something didn't happen there. Felt like I was kissing my sister." Yeah. Whoa! Hey, <laughs> hey, think about this though. If we look at if we look at Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back and and Return of the Jedi. All right, I got my beer on now. So yep, yep. back to. Talking about trilogies. If we look at Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Now, which which was your favorite? Ooh, I'm going to go well, with uh, okay. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Uh, was definitely my favorite overall just because I loved 
the whole scene on the, mm-hmm. the beginning of the Hoth planet. And attack. Your second, second, um, I got to go with Return of the Jedi. Really? Okay. Um, okay. I liked. I really liked Return of the Jedi. Um, the speeders uh-huh. on the right. Uh, that was one of my favorite things. Um, oh yeah. And uh, I, I'm a big softy, so um, the Ewoks actually did it for okay. me. I, I, okay. Okay. I'm one of those guys that I didn't find them annoying at all. Like if I if I had my own little Ewok, I'd be happy. Okay. So, well, you're throwing uh, off my whole my point <laughs> about about trilogies and how the third one is is kind of the sets. It does it it doesn't seem to set itself as well as the other ones because it has a lot more writing on and its need to wrap everything. Up. Right. Right. Oh, I agree to with me, you that. To me, I I mean, and any in even in, certainly in the in the sequel. Trilogy, I think that's what it referred to as the sequel trilogy. That's the, the prequel. If you look at the prequel trilogy, it almost had the reverse effect, though, because oh, yeah, yeah. because but it was almost written in reverse too, yeah. in the sense that you're telling a story, everyone to knows where it goes, and so in, in the end, I think most people like that last one, Revenge of the Sith, the most. You know, uh, I need to go back and watch it because I didn't, I I can remember nothing of it. Um, so I tried to go back and watch them, and so I, I'm one of those you, people that mm. I did not like the prequels at all. Okay, well, here's what I'd say about them. I, I am just as critical of the of the direction. the The acting is is so the the relationships. Um, you can even call out certain certain. Actors, um, <laughs> which Certain very specific actors, yeah, of the main and character. Un- unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I I, That's a I try not to I take. try not to uh, <laughs> uh, give them too much uh, right, right. credit for that. I think that's more falls on the on the directors, um, just his stubbornness on how he made it. But I did think the stories were really interesting. He tried to make it, and if you look at them compared to the. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, they're completely different stories. Right. They they are more political. They're intriguing. They they There was a good foundation for those movies. It just, he focused so much on special effects, which is really cool. Um, See, and, I, and that's what I didn't but, like about some of them. If you go back and look at the, the original Star Wars and Empire, they had great special effects for their time. Uh-huh. Right? And then the prequels come out, special effects have come up. Right, they, they they could have done so much more. What I would have rather seen them do, though, is I would have rather seen them make it gritty. Like, yeah, I they, know they went they went the wrong direction with the 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 flashiness and like you went from Tatooine and dust covered and battered up old ships and things like that to these glossy, shiny, everything's fucking sparkly. Of and Naboo, the, of Naboo, those yeah. Naboo fighters that were gorgeous. I thought the art direction on those were nice. So but I and the pod racing that was neat too. But I thought some of the so okay, they had some good ideas. You're correct with the with the pod racing and stuff. They that was a great idea. But what killed it was the campy kid, yeah. right? That, yeah. that just annoyed me. The, the, and then and then and some of the dialogue was just and then the so the, the fighters watch. were the same thing. You got this kid that can't talk his way out of his fucking you know. Anything, and he's up there. Oh, we're going to do this, and all of a sudden, and everything. Goes, it's like, no, no, that's not what this movie's about. Not, not. You don't just everything comes up roses, right? It was just too campy for me. I got quite um, on Jen died. That's not roses. 
And he was the best damn character. <laughs> he was good. Probably the best actor he, in the whole... He carried... <laughs> well, he, he was able to carry those scenes even though they're on oh. a blue screen black backdrop or whatever. Yeah, he, um, he literally, I believe, was the best... Yeah. To me, was the best actor. Um, and then... And Shmi, they had a little thing going. Yeah. <laughs> then you get into... I, I just watched um, the Clone War one. And uh, I like... The, the Clones? Yeah. 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 That's the second... Right. Well, there was a Clone Wars animated. No, no, no. The movie, about. movie. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. Attack. Uh, uh, where they get, where two. they, where they actually get the clones, and they, he goes out and finds Jenga Fett and all that. Right. You just recently I, watched that? Yeah, I just recently. I just I, recently watched like the first hour of it. I haven't. I tried it. to. I, I was trying to get because I want to see the third one because like I don't remember anything other than Annie burns up. Right. <laughs> um, that's all I really remember. And so I was like, oh, I got to get more into this. Yeah. So um, I liked it better than I remember liking it. Um, but there was also some parts that I really didn't like. Like Jenga Fett is horrible. His acting <laughs> is just like blah, blah. I've seen better acting at her local JC. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It, just, uh, it, it may not be the actor. It may be the direction. But it was just like, ugh. Yeah. I think the um, actor was trying to go create a... Uh, a, a confrontational relationship between him and yeah. Obi-Wan and but he was just he was a dead fish there was no emotion and I, I to me I, I just I needed something something yeah. more than I got no, I think all those movies suffered from a very two dimensional yeah. uh, uh, but I like the cardboard style yeah. I like the story of that one the most out of the three um, because I think it told a good story it, they are good stories it, yeah it, it answered why are stormtroopers here, right? How how did they end up with all these stormtroopers? Yeah. Well, which then it, it also opened up other questions like, okay, if they were all clones to begin with, they're not all clones now. What what was the change, right? Right. So there, there's there's another big what how how do you answer that? Um, and then you know it kind of I like the fact that it kind of did the whole flip. Right in the beginning, the the empire is almost the good guys. Mm-hmm. Right, you're almost pull, you're almost pulling from them, and right, Yoda and all them, they're the ones that bring in the stormtroopers, and so yeah. they set them up, and then all of a sudden, Palpatine flips it on them. Right, which I thought that was probably the most ingenious part. Well, that's of the story. in episode three, right? Yeah. Well, but the two, whole right because that whole thing party comes in and takes yeah. over when they got the whole arena battle going on, and uh, right. Uh, because yeah, it's all the it's all the battle droids and the yeah, it's all the Jedi and that's that's another one. It's like that that made the Jedi seem so much less to me them in there in there. It's like if there's such these powerful, they should have just like four of them should have annihilated the entire droid army. Yeah, it has some it has some. There's there's one shot in Attack of the Clones, and I don't, I haven't, I didn't watch this part of it recently, so it's been a while. But I remember it's when one of the 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 transports comes down with the stormtroopers, and there's dust everywhere, and you see the the stormtroopers like blasting through mm-hmm. the dust, and it just looks epic. It looks, it has that grittiness that you were talking right, about right. that that I wish there was more of in these prequels, um, and uh, you, you you just got it rarely. In fact. Boy, I don't. I t- I tell people about this, but nobody ever. They think I'm just. I'm. I just. Maybe it's because I, I'm. I, I've done filmmaking, and I, I pull these pull these things out. But 
whenever you're watching a scene with Obi-Wan, I think I, they must have gone back and done, done reshoots because it is so flipping obvious whenever they cut to him and it's like the reshoot because oh. he suddenly goes from I've got a I've got this cool looking beard to I've got this beard glued to my face and it just looks so ridiculous <laughs> and, and you know, I don't know am I the only one that sees this but like this I haven't but now I'm gonna look oh my I'm god I have to go watch it so watch the it. scene watch the scene when he goes to that little diner that real cool guy with the you know mm-hmm. the, the the Mel's diner style right, character right, yeah. that comes comes out, Obi-Wan and they, they they're looking at that thing that the the, the dart the dart right Watch that entire scene. It's a cool scene. The very, very last shot when they cut back to Obi-Wan and he's got the dart in his hand, he looks up and he kind of smiles. That's a, a that's a that's gotta be a reshoot. <laughs> because he goes from he goes from looking like he's this cool nice beard, yeah. badass Obi-Wan with a beard and good, you know, the the hair that just looks like it's been through. You know, he wore it well. To what the hell did they just glue on this guy's face? It looks like a <laughs> You know, featherless chicken crawled up on his face and decided a couple a couple crap. months after uh, post production. <laughs> I, I had to come I, back. I'm going overboard, but but it just bugs me, and it bugged me from the very beginning. I said, "Oh my god, it just took me out of it." Right? No, and I, I, and I, I see that. And then I read later that they did go back and rewrite some of his because I guess mm, Obi Wan so was was a more of a dick in the first time they they shot the movie, and they had to rewrite his character so he wasn't so much of a dick to Anakin. You know, he he was Which, a little bit more. Well, okay, so actually, you know what? I wish they would have left him a dick. That right. Well, there's your grittiness. That's, that's well, not only that, but like when I when I watched it the last time, um, the the Attack of the Cl- or whatever Clone Wars, the second one, and Anakin was being such a just fucking teenage asshole. Yeah. Fucking oh, he hates me. He's drunk. <laughs> I was like, this dude has done nothing but fucking pump you up and pull you along. You should be fucking kissing his boots, you shithead. Um, maybe that's a dad in me talking. But, um, <laughs> Is that how you talk to your kids? Well, no, it's just like, no, like the, the the just oh yeah. It was like it I made, know. Quit your whining. Come on, let's stand right. up a little bit. And yeah, it's like oh it's fucking. It, it's the every time you see him, oh poor. It's like oh yeah. my god, you you're what make adults hate teenagers. You fuck just yeah. oh so. <clears throat> And and maybe they maybe that's what they were trying to do is make you not like him. I don't know. Um, I just. To me, if it, if they would have shown more of the, it's not an easy transition. I, that's what I thought that that again. I thought Adam Driver was able to uh, carry that teenage, if you refer to a teenage angst, better than than Hayden his Christensen. Was, yeah, his uh, was less teenage. His yeah, was more early twenties. But it was certainly still kind of that had that, that oh, teen yeah. emotion attached to it. But it just it it I thought it carried itself a lot more. Realistically, and I was drawn more into it, the his, emotion of his portrayal. So, his to me was more of a um, kind of something I saw in the military a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, you know, a lot of guys, you know, right out of high school, eighteen, early, early young adults, and they get away from from home and uh, they get that. It's not angst, but it's it's angry that like their things have changed and yeah. they don't have the control that they thought they had and things like that. That's what I got more out of uh, the Kylo Ren out mm-hmm. of Driver, which I thought was better. Um, you know, and uh, so this is coming from not growing up with a mom. Mm-hmm. I What I bought onto part of that too is, is that, you know, he kind of was pulled away from his mom a little bit 
you know, younger, you know, because he had to start his Jedi training and, and that, that affected him, right? And I think that's why you see certain scenes in there where, like, when he goes to, to shoot and he feels her on the bridge and he pulls up, he can't do it. He wants to. He's pissed at him. He's, he, he hates his mother and his father. Yeah. Right? But he still can't take him out. And so that, to me, I think they did such a better job than they did with the whole Anakin thing. Um, yeah, that scene on the in the water outside of the the, the fallen Death Star when they battle, and uh, uh-huh. to me, I think that's just one of the best scenes of any of the Star Wars movies. It was emotional. It was an awesome battle. The effects were unbelievable with the waves, and 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 it carried an emotional arc that really, I thought it flipped well. The you know when when she finally takes him out. And then he sacrifices the weapon. You know, she, yep. that, that's the force healing. Yeah, that that thing happened, which which would have been harder to buy if she hadn't already done it to the to that snake Correct. worm, whatever that thing right, is right. In, the, in the cave. So at least at least we got all our frustration out. If we were un- unsatisfied with the force <laughs> healing, we got it out earlier because because I didn't. I thought I thought this carried it really well. And then of course, Dad shows up, which. Of course, that's every I, that that was a fan service that I was all for. I didn't I, I didn't even see it coming. So so uh, I didn't even catch that they said the exact same things until we were leaving. And right, like, and I and I was like, oh. that's awesome. And I went back and I went, oh, my dad, right the scene so cool. when he kills his dad. It's the same. Yep. It's the same line. He says exactly. I think it's 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 exactly the same lines, but it's just the meaning is reversed. Yeah, it's like I know what I have to do. Yeah. Um, uh, that was incredible. I did like that. Um, that was one of the ones where I think they spent the right amount of time on it. Yeah. Um, there, I, I think there could have been a little bit more, um, before well, I got, got there. I got a question then. Yeah. How did he get to, um, <laughs> no. Okay. This has been, you know, I, I have a criticism. This is just a, uh, a, if you follow his, his <laughs> TIE fighter. So he gets the, he gets the doodad mm-hmm. that, that tells him where, where um, to find Darth Sidious or right, the, right. The, the, yeah, the I don't know, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, he puts it in his Tie Fighter. Right, okay. he finds his way there. Then what happens? He's on he's on the desert planet or whatever that planet is where they had the big party. And oh, he and does she, and he does the uh, and she chicken and he plays chicken with yep and he and Ray does the does the Jedi flip and takes off a wing, blows the whole thing up. Okay. Okay, he can get another one. I'm sure, right? He because he walks out of it. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, I can I can survive anything. And he comes out, and they have that other real. I thought the whole Chewbacca thing was pretty cool too. Oh my god! But anyway, okay. But hang on, let me let me, <laughs> let me take this. So he has to get another ship. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he gets another ship. Um, and that's the ship that he ends up flying to the the planet where the Death Star is. It's a moon, actually. Okay, right. The moon of Endor. The not. Not another moon of Endor. Not right. not the moon of Endor because it wasn't Endor that they had the Ewok battle. It was a moon of Endor. They right. had the Ewok battle, and this is another moon of Endor. Right, right. Okay, the um, moons of Endor. Yeah. Um, so and then after this whole thing goes down, she steals his Tie Fighter, or his what's right. it called a Tie Enforcer. Or I don't know whatever, and takes off and goes That's and burns she... it. But then she's able to retrieve the. She's right, a, yeah, because she yeah, flies back to wherever. Uh, so my Luke question was. is that I mean I I know you can come up with an answer, but but that means he took the doodad out of out of the burnt. I mean because the tie fighter already got destroyed, and he reattached it to this new tie fighter. He must have 
But that just seems a little bit far-fetched that he would That's, have gone through that way. That is a huge or, hole. Or he happened to have another TIE fighter when he went there and left the other one. I, anyway, that just to me seemed a continuity issue. But I did like, you did, now when you see on that the, with the Emperor, when he goes to the Emperor, you remember, you, you, they only have one shot, I think, where he's walking from. Right. And you see in the background, it's, a, it's an old TIE fighter. Yeah. And the question is, where did he get that? And I wonder if he got it from the fallen Death Star. Because there's oh. a shot when they're in the Death Star that's all broken up where you, I think you see a TIE fighter wing or something like that. It looks, and, and he would have had to have. But she didn't go directly. But because Luke pulls the X Wing out for Ray, and that, had, that thing had to be kind of underwater for how long? It's yeah, not going to run I mean, perfectly. So, so that maybe they have the, the force repair. You know, <laughs> they're able to force repair. And he's she, able to force, she can heal both she mechanics can, now. Oh. <laughs> well, no, and, and Kylo had to do the same thing for the TIE fighter. On the, so, so anyway, that's just me trying to put This is the problem with together. as rushed as it is, there is gaping holes in time. The, the traveling, the two and two. Well, oh. yeah, because Lando had to come back with, you know, he had 10 minutes to go get that big fleet. <laughs> Because they all left at the same time, right? And they were, <laughs> yeah. That, that, uh, and, okay, and that whole that whole that was uh, one of the things I loved about Star Wars, the original, and Empire, and Return of the Jedi, is I loved the space battles. Yeah, they seemed realistic. That last space battle when there's all those just cruisers up there is yeah. the most god-awful ridiculous space battle probably only outdone by the one in the second movie yeah. with annie flying around like a freaking uh <laughs> yeah what was it that I, I think i was watching kevin smith talk about uh rise of skywalker in which you know he, he he's a total fanboy he, he, he geeks out and loves these movies regardless. oh yeah and he doesn't sure he's very He'll be, he'll, he'll be he'll be critical of something but he won't talk about it if he doesn't like it he just he loves this stuff to death but he did he brought up a point I hadn't even thought about it but it makes total sense when they're on their they're on the Star Destroyers and they're running with their, their horses why couldn't you know if this it could have just turned and tilted them? sideways and they would have fallen off because gravity was there and right. it's like oh yeah I guess that I don't know <laughs> well not only that but if you look at all Star Destroyers they are not flat yeah. they have, why would yeah that okay, that whole scene um, just irked me to yeah. the beginning. It's like, first off, where the fuck are you gonna get? A, oh, we can bring these horses. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. ride on a plug. Well, you know, this is when they're writing. They're writing these things, and they're trying to say, okay, we can't do the same old, you know, trench run from. You know, they have to. They have to try something new. They were right. trying something. They could have. They could have yeah. done a ton of different things. I, that, so here's my I biggest. Could've, could've, my yeah. biggest problem is, is they show one landing craft go in. They show the main group come off, which is their their horses running, which means they filled that landing craft with a shit ton of horses and people, right? <laughs> Probably four or five times more than than you look if you look at what they show, yeah, right. And then they show the charge, which my biggest problem with that, I was okay with the horses charging, except for BB-8 heading out in front of them. You, you know, you said that at the time. Oh I kept God, thinking about that. Irritated BB-8. Me. I mean, how, you don't think. I mean, it's a wheel. It's like, and a wheel can go fast. Oh, oh, yeah, a wheel you know, can go fast if it has a motor picking it up. And but you look at the other times, and he has trouble doing other things that are at a lower speed and things like that. It, yeah. It's just not the consistency. Yeah. It just you know. Yeah. It just it just was ridiculous. Then they sh- 
they're battling and then all these other people come out and then it's just this like where these other 400,000 people come from that you have this big battle yeah you mean the when Lando shows up with all the all the people well or? no even just the landing craft people on the Star Destroyer uh-huh. when they're on the, the side of the Star there's all these people that it look like Hoth again yeah all the guys in trenches shooting and it's like they wouldn't even send anybody out there. They would strafe run it with some freaking TIE fighters and just wipe that whole group out. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, this is one of those scenes that they could probably go through and explain things uh, by, you know, if you read the book and get, you know, get all these little details, get all these things answered. But you don't want, you don't have to do that. You want to be able to design a scene that doesn't ask, doesn't, doesn't take you out of the scene so much by asking all these glaring questions. Like, couldn't they have had... Finn and the girl, you know, the the woman he's with. Yeah, uh, the other you know, when the, FN when the, whatever. When the, when the one type, when the one star destroyers crashing and and they're about to fall and the and the Millennium Falcon <laughs> comes up, they land on the Millennium Falcon. They could have just shown a shot of where they get into the get Millennium in. Falcon. You know, I I'm, I I think it's fair to say they got into the Millennium Falcon, but by not doing a quick shot of just doing it, it takes you out of it. Oh yeah, it's so like. What the hell? They just took off, and yeah. where are they going to go flying? And and that's that's sometimes where you think the movie was as as gorgeous as it looked. It there probably was, was rushed. Yeah. You know, they had to they had to write a story. They had to do all that. They had a deadline, and Disney probably wasn't going to let them slide on it. And, and that's I would where I would have rather seen them come in with a smaller group, like a very yeah covert type, and somehow get inside and do do the battle yeah. or. Just being outside just didn't fit for me. That to me, you're still on a spaceship. Yeah, you're still in atmosphere, but you're going up. You know, one of the things that George Lucas was so successful with the first trilogy is that he was, especially Star Wars, because Star Wars, you look at some of the pre-production, some of the footage, and and you just you go, my God, how the hell is he going to pull a movie out of this crap? But he was able to uh, get an incredible film score, put some oh, new yeah. special effects behind it, uh, and re-edit the shit out of the thing to, to make it just feel so effective. And, and put a soundtrack, not just the, not just the uh, music, but the, 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 the he, he brought a lot of people together to make that happen. And when you watch the movie, it feels like every part of that movie it was was thought through. They didn't leave. They didn't. You know, you see other space movies, and maybe the soundtrack sounds flat or it's. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, oh, this, he, he this, hit all this the, the was keys. able to pull all that together, and and I wish that I think this trilogy was more a a marketing thing. It's like let's hire Disney. Say let's hire someone. They 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 get a good director. J.J. Right, Abrams, right. I think, did did good. They were able to pull the the writer of Empire Strikes Back. You know, Lawrence Kasdan, who's done a lot of work and, and put some thought into it. But it's still, in the end, this trilogy feels like it didn't have a direction. And so they were able to pull together a lot of this, you know, they still had the music and the, mm-hmm. and the soundtrack, but they didn't have that that story that, that really... Well, that's, that's what they missed. The, the original three had a good story that people could relate to. Yeah, well, and they, there wasn't so much disbelief in it like there wasn't so 
So it makes me want to hear what George Lucas was. You know, he uh, had an idea for for the the third, for the, the, the third trilogy, trilogy, and <laughs> I guess he because they they bought Disney bought him out for I don't know a billion dollars yeah. or some odd way, but and um, and they you know they said well we want you as a consultant, and I guess he pitched his idea, and they kind of went okay thanks we're going with this other idea instead, and. Because it wasn't the Disney-esque, it wasn't going to sell the Yeah, maybe, the maybe, toy. I don't know. To I me, don't that's know. what it seems like. I, I, I'm curious, though. I, <laughs> I really want it, because, again, I'm not, I'm not saying the prequels were, I, I wish that with the prequels, I wish he threw the production, the, the production company, the special effects, and his stories, and screenplay, or whatever, Get some better, you know. Get yeah. some directors in there that that can bring it, uh, bring a better a better feel to yeah. the actors and, and more of an edge, like you were talking about. So yeah, I agree with you. I I think I think there could have been a lot. It could have been done differently if the story would have had some. Li- I think if it if it would if it would have carried a little more of the story like it did in the original. The original three, you mean where, the, where, the, the, where, sequels, the sequels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I think, I think, because me, for me, the original three, the the Star Wars Empire and, and Return, they 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 followed a, a classic line of storytelling where it's believable with just a hint of magic, right? The Jedi is the magic, but mm-hmm. but everything else was like, okay, that's not so far fetched. Where it gets to the point where like it it gets too much disbelief like in, in some of the others. Like it, it's just too far-fetched to kind of... Now, I'm not saying far-fetched movies can't work because Avatar, right? That's completely, you know, oh, but it worked. It, it, it just... But something about the way they did, like... Well, the, yeah, the you know, Avatar did it well. It brought some themes together that were very human, you know, yes. and gave it a, a fantastical thing. And I think I think Star, Star Wars movies work for the same reason, when they when they bring a lore together, that's you know there's a lot of religion in the in, mm-hmm. with the force and and uh, it you know that it brings there's it brings something that that, that works well uh, to the stories. Um, whereas you know a lot of people got in the case of the the prequels when they start talking about midichlorians and <laughs> and taking away some of that of that. You know, it's like a religion, the faith and stuff, yeah. and now you're trying to define it. And that, you know, when people think of it that way as as like a religion, that can that can be a little. Uh, I think that frustrating. Like, that, well, that's that you touched on it earlier, where it went PC, mm-hmm. and that's that's I agree with that's kind of where it was. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, um, so now we've touched on some of it. Let's yeah. get let's get back into the <laughs> rise of Skywalker. Okay. Um, <laughs> What was your what was your favorite scene or part of the movie? I think I already mentioned it. It's the the the, 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 the lightsaber, lightsaber battle fight. between Ray and uh, and uh, Kylo Ren. Um, you know, I I will. There was a moment at the very end when they were doing the, your your favorite space battle um, <laughs> above when when they were confronting the Emperor, and this is something that. They're, they're, even Attack of the Clones had this this moment too, but where they use sound and even uh, the Last Jedi uh, when they jumped to light speed, 
uh, through you know, they do oh. that light speed jump. But it's when the emperor uh, fires up into the sky, and it's the sound design that just I think is so effective when they pull these things off. Is there's like a there's like a uh, a pause for a moment, and then it just yeah, and that that sort of stuff gets to me. And they did that with the. With the light speed where they cut through the the star destroyer, the, the holdo maneuver, yep, and that was sun. that was brilliant. Yeah, and then they also did it in Attack of the Clones. I think it was when the Slave One or Jango Fett's thing was firing. Oh, and it had that kind of supersonic boom. Yeah, you know where it, where it, there was a delay in the sound. I, oh, that was uh, he launched. Um, like a torpedo. Type okay, thing. is that what yeah. I can't? I, and it went boom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was in the asteroid field. Yeah, and and so that was another. Mo- again, that was a moment that 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 was just a a technical moment. You know, just an effective way yeah. of of portraying the scene. That each time I saw it, I, I got chills when that. So the sound. That, yeah, and, and you mentioned that before. The sound mm-hmm. definitely made these. All right. So taking that, <laughs> we we got we did we got your top. Now, what what bugged you the most? Okay, what bugged me the most? Um, okay, a little silence here. <laughs> Start talking while I'm thinking about this, because there, okay. you know, there were things. Well, okay, so let's let's do it this way. Let's make it a little bit easier. What bugged you most, story wise? Um, there was there was some stuff at the beginning that seemed a little. Now I'm trying to place the story. It's been, it's been a few weeks since I've seen it. So, so what happens? He got they they sh- they Kylo. Go, it starts off at the where they introduced that the Emperor is still alive, and that was kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, took you know that was a that was bold that they they say that right at the beginning. But I guess they got to move the story along. Um, they go to the Millennium Falcon that's doing it. Does it? It's Finding the panel, jeez, in the story, Chewbacca, like that. But that was interesting. The death of the, the almost death of Chewbacca. You know, you know what? It bugged me a little bit. Now I'm just going to say this because I haven't come up with it exactly, but it bugged me. Um, Finn dropping the whole thing when they're sinking under the sand. About oh, I didn't tell you I anything, didn't, and then they never cover it. They never cover it, and I thought. That was a waste. Uh, to me, they were. I think they were trying to just get a better understanding on his force power uh, abilities because I think that's, or or that he liked Ray. I'm not yeah. sure. See, I never and was I never, it trying to be ambiguous. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, think, no. That's a that's a great point I, because in the story it does. It is. It's a huge drop. But, and this is this is. Um, I don't like the Finn Ray connection throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems very uh, forced, very one-sided, and and not worth it. Right? It's it's just, it's the pining after her, but never saying anything. But then going, it, it just it doesn't work. It's like either be consistent or don't. Yeah. And that to me, that last, I, what was he gonna say? I, I loved you, or I don't think he even thinks. Or knows he has the force if he does. It's never explained. It's never well. They, he talks about that was the force when they when he he rebelled against the the storm. The, the but was it the first order? 
Well, no, what I was mean, it? <laughs> well, you're just saying he doesn't know if he has the force, at least, but he's saying... Well, that. but I mean, it, in, in that case, you would say that, okay, well, then, you know, anybody, Chewie has the force, and, mm-hmm. and Han had the force. If Anybody that fought back had the force. No, it's just, you did the right thing. Well, I think it might be them trying to honor uh, the Last Jedi's take on the idea that it doesn't have to be in the family. The Force isn't something that, that just tracks down and stays in the family that anyone can have. Oh, you know, they have the little well, boy and they stuff. They did that with the little boy. And, and I agree well, with Well, right. That. I think they were trying to still say that it, that even though they're raised from the Emperor... But why, uh, would he, why would he choose that moment to say? I think... I really think I, it was supposed to be, hey, I, I, I love you. Because that... I mean, he's, <laughs> I saw a meme, mm-hmm. right? Which is, you know, hard to describe uh, in, in, in a podcast. But... The meme was basically it started off with a picture of Finn starting to yell Ray from the first the first movie and then it just links to seven or eight other of him just yelling <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ray yeah. <laughs> from each movie and it's like yeah because that's all it was it was him just it was like him with a bad crush chasing after a girl that just doesn't care and doesn't want to be part of it and so. I think it does a disservice to him. Like, you know, you take you you take a look at the, the three characters. You got Poe, you got Finn, and you got Ray, right? And you, you and Chewie, right? Right. <laughs> so then you got your original four. You got Leia, Luke, Han, and Chewie, <laughs> right? So they kind of play, and but it's like he never really lived up. He, what did he really do throughout the whole movie? I mean, he could, you could have cut him out of the movie. And it would not change it significantly, uh-huh. right? You cut Ray out, and yeah, the whole movie's done. You cut Poe out, pretty much the whole movie's done, right? There's some significant stuff that he does, and and you know he's a very important part of the movie. But you cut Finn out, and really, there's you might lose a couple things, but you could probably work around those. I don't know. I liked in Force Awakens. I thought he had an interesting story arc because he came from being a stormtrooper. I loved that part that, of it, but they yeah. never did much with it. They never really, other than him killing the general that was such a dick to him, mm-hmm. right? Oh, okay. So she picked on him, and he ended up killing her. Okay, whatever. Couldn't have done it without a lot of the other people around him. You know, uh, BB-8 and uh, the other yeah. chick. Um, I mean, BB-8's the one that actually saved their ass by taking the the AT-AT and <laughs> and and driving that. Um, oh, right, right. But it's like, uh, but other than that, he never really. He, he just doesn't grow. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't bring much to the story, which I thought was horrible. I, I and that's why I don't. I <laughs> now, and this is where you know, this is where I get I get irritated with a lot of the way people and this is. Uh, the whole uh, people were like, oh, well, he, he had a relationship with Poe. And they're just like trying to force this. It's like, just because two people, two males, bond does not make it a gay relationship. Yeah. Right? They're like, oh, they loved each other. You can love someone in a platonic way mm-hmm. and be excited because they're not dead and be excited when you see them again. But like, and this comes from Ashley, my daughter, constantly like, oh, I shipped them. Shut up. Like, why can't you? Why can't you just let them be friends and not have to be in a relationship? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so that, to me, that was the. It was like why, so that was some of the. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
All right, so we talked about your your uh, your least favorite um, character portion. Uh-huh. Uh, what was your like let down uh, cinematography wise? What do you think that could have been done better? Like, just pick one basic scene that you're like, ah, I liked it, but it could have been cinematography wise. Um, just because I know that's something you look at. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think the the scene where they get sucked into the sand, that, that yeah. more than just cinematography, but kind of art direction. It seemed when this, you know, they they all blew up and they all land right. in this one little you know, right. pit out from. <laughs> yeah, right. it, it seemed almost well well placed tie blow ups for way uh, too convenient the way that all played out, and it gave the the cinematography a cheap quality to it. It seemed. You know, when when I see, and this is where art direction and, and cinematography go hand in hand, you really want, if you want a gritty look, you can't put a silly looking, you know, set piece in there that just right. looks out of place. <laughs> um, and, and to me, that looked way too convenient. Um, so that entire arc, up until the whole Chewy blow up, which I thought was very emotional and, uh-huh. and literally like... I. I started to tear. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Made me a little mad, a little like pissed off when that whole happened. But up to that, I was like, the whole chase with the launching stormtroopers, and it was like I that was fun, but it was like it was campy. Yeah, it was campy. You know, it kind of reminded me of uh, the scene in Attack of the Clones when when uh, he's what, falling through the the, the no, city. I think it, no, I'm thinking of well, yeah, there was that. But I'm that thinking was of the stupidest. I'm thinking of the when R two D two gets caught in the uh, conveyor belt. So they all go oh, the, God. the conveyor belt thing. That just <laughs> seemed like right a yeah. scene that it was it was it was fun, but it was just like okay, this is that, just that was a huge amount of uh, special effects that could have been spent elsewhere. It didn't, uh, it didn't didn't add anything to the all story. it was was just let's let's have a little fun and I and I don't mind that and I, I think that little chase was kind of fun and it was I, I liked the the delivery of some of the lines with uh, you know when they could fly now I thought I thought that was well delivered but so for um, me that was but, okay let's throw in some toys that we can sell <laughs> um, right so the little the little cart launcher and the flying um, it it uh it showed again uh, how poor shots they are when they need to be and how good they can shoot when they want to. It's like come on, it, it, mm-hmm. it's like oh we can't hit him, we can't hit him until I really need to hit him, and then all of a sudden it's this magic shot and it, it yeah. just got. But yeah, I, I didn't like I didn't like the whole fall in. I like the idea of why I think they could have got there a different way. Um, you know, they could have chased him into a cave. They, they could have done different things but yeah falling through that yeah I, I agree with you it's kind of a bad bad cinematography area it was very lucky though because that's exactly where the what they were looking for was and, well, and how convenient is that so was... I mean you could almost you could almost say that that is the force bringing tipping, them... the, tipping the hand right that's fair that's you fair you know uh, the whole R2-D2 and C-3PO being on the Jawa, you know, in in the one blowing up and him going, oh, was it the R8 yeah. or whatever, the red one, and it blows up and they go, oh, well, grab that R2 unit. And... I watched this uh, really, you, you mentioned the Jawa 
you know, the R2 unit from Star Wars. Um, I watched this uh, thing on YouTube the other night. It was all about how Star Wars was saved in the editing room. And it was really fascinating how it talks about how it was originally structured. Mm-hmm. And one, it talks about the scenes when when uh, they had a lot of scenes at the beginning with Luke and his him his whiny ass. <laughs> it really, I mean, before oh yeah, before the Jawas scene where they where they, they buy the droids off the Jawas, there was like three other scenes with Luke um, just being a whiny little bit. Yeah, and and <laughs> how how they cut all that stuff because it just took away from the story. Um, and also when C three B and R two D two went down to Tatooine. It made it more of a mysterious planet rather than this idea. If you've already been introduced to the planet and this, you know, this Luke Skywalker character whining about everything, then it does. It takes away its mystery. But one of the things that was really fascinating that they talked about was the whole climax of that movie, the trench scene. Oh yeah. When they take out the Death Star. Apparently, when they originally shot it, there was they weren't the Death Star was not. Well, no, it wasn't. The. Uh, the Yavin, where the base is, mm-hmm. wasn't being threatened. It was the Death Star wasn't like trying to clear the planet so that he can get a shot oh, on it. So there was no urgency. Urgency, yeah. And they added that all in the editing room. All those shots that cut to the people, you know, looking around and stuff like that. They're all cutaways and stuff that were just kind of put in to make this all work. And it, man, does oh, it yeah, work. Well, that, well, that was that's. I mean, yeah, it it had the payoff a hundred percent. Yeah, that. I actually believe the end of the original Star Wars was probably the most dynamic out of any of them uh-huh. because of the way it ended. I think the other ones just, I mean, they, they had some great things, but just they didn't end as well as that first. That first one is just was such a like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. And you know, you talk about what was my least favorite part about this is. I did care. I did like the the ending of, of Rise of Skywalker with Ray on Tatooine with the with the oh. two sons. And yeah, I think you see BB-8 that looks like looks like the two sons at one point. But um, but the battle scene, Everything. like you were talking about, it it is kind of a letdown. It just feels like they're just pulling a lot of stuff out of their hat. And as much as I love the reveal of all the star destroyers at the beginning. <laughs> um, it just seemed that they were there was to me it you was know, too much you know they, they it wasn't until the third movie that I kind of put pieced it together that that other robot that new robot uh-huh. um, had access to some of the plan, some of the plans about about where the emperor oh. lived because that was the trans I guess he was on the on the ship that was transporting was, was it to transport so he had some he had he knew how to stage an attack even though he didn't know how to get there, right? That's where they had to follow Red Five. See, but they never talk about that, and that's, it, a, that's it's a it's barely it's barely, and it's but but they they talk about if they can just you know get the get the communication down, or it was well, enough time launch. to where they can open up an attack on those big guns on the bottom, and right? Well, no, that was to keep them from launching into space. I know, and but it's these like little throwaway lines that you miss, yeah, to where. So, so that so that when they end up destroying all the ships in the end, it's just like, wait, that's it, and then so, and then like suddenly because all this happens, they're able to destroy the ships in in Bespin and, and yeah, and right. on Endor's yeah, the they all just Endor, go down. Suddenly they start going down. It's like, what the heck just happened? Lando it's, must have this communication comlink from 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 his you know right. his mistress's 
So that's my <laughs> biggest my biggest problem with that is to how would they create such a huge fleet in this unknown little world? Yeah. And have them all manned and trained and I mean the well, Star they, Destroyers take more than a couple people to drive. Well, they did mention that at the very beginning when uh, Kylo Ren, uh, they had the big meeting with all the other First Order, mm-hmm. and one of them says, you know how many, you know, when he's complaining about this fleet that's been handed to them, but how many people that will take to to run all those ships and right. stuff, and that's when he, like, hurls him into the onto the right. ceiling and stuff. So, but that's their way, I think, of addressing it, is that, well, someone brought it up, so well, but that's, that's what I mean. not no, really an answer. He just, brought it up saying, like, hey, we need to, but they already had all those people. Well, maybe it's all the Sith followers. This, this that, was a, this it, was a no, unknown quantity of all of a sudden just, and all of a sudden, it, and it's got, Well, someone had to build them, too, so. Right. But there's all those Sith followers that Emperor in, in has. In the, the little, and they all dissolved when... And, but they never even show those. You yeah, I know. Those they're are. kind of mysterious. I didn't like... Is there a book? I don't, I don't know. I didn't like the fact that... I thought that was just too unbelievable. It's, it's, I, I agree. It's a gigantic galaxy, right? Yeah. But if you had all those people, why wouldn't you just fucking launch them? You've, then you've outnumbered everybody by like 50,000 to one. Uh-huh. If you had all that, just do it. You don't need... Fucking all this other it's like they it was, they do they do I think try to answer those questions, but the way the movie is so compacted and rushed, you lose that and so it comes across as as a little bit more extraordinary. But he was so powerful like they made the big deal out of the Death Star was this huge one base. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden they got fuck a hundred thousand fucking star destroyers. Like, oh here, just let me pull that out of my pocket. And they all can do exactly what the Death Star could do. Yeah. It's like, come on, that's a little, that's a reaching. It just, it was too much. Well, they, it's their way of having to. It's like, well, what, we got to one up this. Now let's have, uh, what I, is it, uh, Star Killer Base, and then, and then. Right to me, the it would have, it yeah. would have been, it would have been more impactful if they would have had ten of them, what, or and more believable if they just had ten of them. But they had to work harder to destroy them. Yeah. Right. And instead of having this just fucking massive amount, you had 10, right? Okay, 10 can still wipe out the universe if all you got to do is drive around and go, ah, fuck, boom, shoot that planet. Ah, boom, shoot that planet. 10 of them, one of them would have done it Uh if you can't destroy it. But having so many, it was just so unbelievable. And then, like you said, oh, all these start blowing up, so all those start blowing up too. Like that that's one of my biggest letdown too was uh, the scene that you said you liked so much from the... The uh, sound aspect when he shot the lightning up into the sky. It's like they just made him too fucking powerful. Uh-huh. They, they they gave him too much. Yeah, he might get stronger over time, but if you, if you were that fucking strong, you would just go out and fucking do it. <laughs> you wouldn't have to wait for, oh, we, I need to find this runaway girl and, and take her power. And then, no, you would have been able to, if you were able to do all this other sh- it just it, it made it too too much. Yeah, and that that was what that was the biggest letdown to me because I loved I loved the idea of it. Um, it was my, entertaining to watch. It was it was it was entertaining, but this it was well, as as entertaining as the original three. It was more entertaining than the prequels. The story fell 
for me mm -hmm. in the overall. I think it just wasn't as strong. Um, it's interesting how you know how you know I brought up at the beginning of our talk we were talking about how many people <laughs> are showing up with their their professional critique right, right, of right, the yeah. movie compared to you know the number of critics out there. I don't know just. The fact that there's so many. This is a movie that that brings people. They people want to have an opinion about this. And how does how do you approach a film that is going to be so nitpicked? Nitpicked. Oh my gosh! And so I think there is a lot of success. But but how do you recover from? I mean that. It's, so here's the thing: is is you're never going to win everybody. I get and, that, and you go into it with that mentality. Well, and that's what and JJ Abrams absolutely did. And but I, but I still think there was a failure at the beginning with when they if, if they would have they should have like how like did they, they not know well like that it was going to be three movies. They well had they, to know they that. knew they just I I get, I get this it, it doesn't appear and that there was an understanding of where the story was going to go. And yeah, that's that was a failure, and who whose failure that was, we will never know. What is it, Kevin Feige or the the Marvel? Mm -hmm. you know, they there was a string of movies where it was one person that kind of tied. He was the glue to. They kind of are keep... doing that all the way. Th they're doing that through the next, like whatever four or five years they already have scheduled out. But there's still mm -hmm. it's still one person that's kind of. I, I think it's a team. I don't think it's one okay. person. I think it's a team. Um, Without Stan Lee being around, because mm -hmm. um, I know Stan Lee had a huge part in it. Like he was, he was definitely a, a consultant. Um, it may drift a little more, but I think the reason Marvel has a better handle on it is I think it has more source material to go from, right? Because Marvel Comics is huge, and there's so many writers that are still doing it, and they've all been doing it forever, and 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 there's not as much. Uh, you know, there's not as much complaint, you know, fight in fighting over it. I think where Star Wars, it was one guy's idea. Yeah. We got these three, and then we bought it from him. We didn't let you know what I mean. And in the in the film industry, it's all about you know. In the end, there are production companies that that want successful movies that are making right. money. Um, and so, if you can attach something to a franchise or, or something to a bigger thing. It there's there's a guaranteed audience regardless oh. of how good something is, which is almost frustrating. Which you, is you what know, Star Wars you know, is. DC is you know they've kind of failed with the the mm -hmm. Justice League that that you know as much money as it all made, it it's a failure. It, it, it's it's a failure, and they've got so they've you know they still have another Wonder Woman, another probably another Aquaman, or I don't know. They're probably doing both some of those movies, too. but I think she's but there. they're all. Also. It sounds like they're also letting directors choose, you know make their own movies with Shazam and Joker where where they're not necessarily tied to the same universe but they're tied to an individual's vision a director's vision or something like that yeah um, where they're kind of letting they're not they're not tying them together and that's riskier but it sometimes makes better movies and it's not it's not always good for the production company because there's not a guaranteed the movie has to be good and and it doesn't have that built-in audience if they're if they're kind of going outside the box. They have the built-in audience, just like Marvel does. They, yeah, you're, you've got the comic book genre that you make it. People are going to see. Everybody bitches and moans and complains about Green Lantern, but yeah. people went and saw it. They did, but they, it, well, what? Okay, I still what, think what, it's great. 
I, I like that was the, a movie I remember you walked out of, and yeah, I think you were accusing, and I think I was being overly critical. And he said, "Well, did you like it? Or did you?" That was I. I still watch I, it. I I went and bought that on Blu-ray because I want. Then, oh, I loved it. I, I didn't. Oh, I didn't love it. Like, oh my god, that's the best movie ever. I loved it because they did it. Uh huh. Right. It to me, it, could they have done better? Yeah, but could they have done better in the first Thor? Yes, first Thor was horrible. Right. But they made a second one and it got better. Green Lantern could have been the same thing. They made a third one and it got better. I don't know. Oh, the third one's incredible. Yeah, I don't know. I'm saying it did get better as it went. That's what I mean. I thought the first one was good at Thor. They're all good. I'm not going to lie. I I like them all. But I'm just saying people criticize the first Hulks, right? The the Hulks were horrible. They They were trash. But people still went and saw them because they were the Hulk. And... It got him into the Avengers, and they got better. They, I, they can would, make him better. In, in what was the second one? The Incredible Hulk, the the one with um, oh god, what's his name from uh, yeah yeah I know from Fight Club. And, <laughs> oh. That one to me, when I went and saw that, the first half of the movie, I was hooked. I thought it was awesome, and it was when it got all campy towards the end, and mm. you could you could feel that this, that that it seemed like there was a tug of war between ideas because it lost its its it. it Kind of got fell out. It, it it didn't feel as stable anymore. It seemed like they were they got lost track of where it was going. Well, that was the early days of Marvel, and they were they were testing the waters, and they they didn't nail it until Iron Man. The first Iron Man is what really. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just watched that again recently. It hasn't been. It's been hard to, to hard to find on any sort of streaming until Disney Plus came out. And, oh, right. And I watched I watched it. Yeah, that so it's a good movie. Right, but and that's what really kicked it off. You got Iron Man, and then you got the Captain America, which. In itself, the story isn't the greatest, but it's still good. But they're leader movies, right? Iron Man 1 and Captain America and Thor were all leading up to Avengers. Uh-huh. They were almost throwaway movies in a sense. They're like, okay, we're, we're introducing these guys. They're we're origin movies, yeah. They were. Right. Yeah. And they, they, but it got better and it got better. And then the Avengers got better. And Avengers and, you know, Civil War all the way up. I personally still think... Um, I like the first Avengers better than even the the last ones. Uh, I I think just something about the chemistry and how they all are still getting yeah. together. It's, it's, I can watch that over and over, just like Thor Ragnarok. I can <laughs> I can watch that so many times. It's not even funny. Um, oh, and we can bridge that to to Star Wars because that was uh, uh, what's his name, Marquis, uh, the director of, of Thor Ragnarok, uh-huh. directed the last episode of Mandalorian. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and that <laughs> that, that great scene you were talking about, stormtroopers and they're firing. Oh my god, they got the scout troopers. That, <laughs> that scene. Where oh, so that blew up the internet. That whole <laughs> that that scene in those two characters. Uh, I read the next day after watching that, and I was like, it cracked me up. That was one of the the best stormtrooper scene bef- since the stormtrooper bumping his head in the original Star yeah. Wars. That is the absolute best. Which was a mistake. Right, that's what I mean. But that's that's only one I can think of anybody really ever going, oh, did you see the stormtrooper yeah. bump his head? Yeah. But them talking and bullshitting like just regular yeah. guys, like, why don't you show me it? Come on. <laughs> I'm laughing. And then... I was like, "That's that's pretty funny." This is this is, and and I don't I don't care how many people say it's a bad thing. When he punched the 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 asset in the bag, I was like, "That's fucking hilarious." The guy's the guy's just a trooper. Uh-huh. He's he don't he doesn't even know what he has. 
I I was I was upset that they killed the guy. That that was that was rough. You know, they show him the the guy that was trying to run back I'm, to the ship with I've him. Spoken the, the yeah yeah right, the right. guy. That was like McNulty. oh oh McNulty. that's that's rough. And then uh, good choice of uh, oh god actor. I pulled that out right at the beginning. But man, to take I, a I didn't even know that now. McNulty, <laughs> yeah, that's Nick good. Nulty did the I voice like on that. But that I don't know rough. what kind of character it is because that's the same sort of kind of pig-like character that was at the uh, best bin in uh, 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 Strikes Back. But that was great. And then they pick him up and they're going back and it's just, it's like any other, it showed that the stormtroopers are just people doing a job. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, he's like, they told me to pick this up. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's like, oh, it's moving? Smack it. And people <laughs> lost their shit. And I thought it was funny. Then... I thought it was funny too, so... When but... he pulled out his pistol and started trying to shoot whatever little can was there and missing and then the other guy pulled out I was like that is the funniest shit ever and that scene went on for a good five minutes right. it wasn't like but that, wasn't that's like what quick... was best about yeah. it it wasn't like they just shot and like cut away no it was like they shot and shot again and kind of like ah. Oh. and then IG-11 comes in on the speeder and just takes him oh, out and well that was great too and I remember you talking about uh, uh, from uh Seeing uh, the IG unit as a bounty hunter, like what the hell? Well, you is see this? it in Empire Strikes Back, right. and, and it was always you know standing there. Yeah, and yeah. I had the action figure, and and uh, but but to, to to look at that and say, well, how could that be an, uh, a bounty hunter? And then to see the fully realized bounty hunter when come he, out when they first in the first episode. Him, oh my god! Was spinning. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want one of those. <laughs> right? He's badass. Right? Yeah. So. That was fun, and that was a really satisfying way to to bring his character to a close. Spoiler, um, <laughs> with the, with you know he he goes through that and starts oh. taking people out all over it there, and, and that but, is but a, then in the end he does the same thing where he goes through and walks and that's blows a great it, blows it up. great show. But yeah, that I mean they did a great job with that. Um, I actually that was a great finale episode. You talked about how the Star Wars trilogies. Or movies never really satisfied you except for the original as far as the ending. Right. It and doesn't close it out well. This is a series so it's going to keep going but I but think it closed out. I think it ended on a high, a high point. Yeah. This was definitely although although through the middle you want them to continue the story with, about the asset and they don't. They choose to do some side stories which I guess is okay. But So uh, I was reading something about that and they were talking about why they think the Mandalorian is so successful and what, what kind of, why is that story is so good. Edgy. Well, you mentioned that about wanting to make the trilogies more edgy. Yeah. Well, it's, for one, it's edgy. And, and uh, one of the people I was reading talked about is like, it's just an old Western. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that, that nails it down. And then um, the cool part about it is it's like, he's not, he's not a hero, but he is. He's not flawless, so you know he. He's like Dirty Harry, the way he, he just moves around, doesn't yeah. have much emotion on his face. Right, he doesn't, but he but he does. He has a he has a quality about him that you're like, ah, oh, I, I feel for this guy. You know, to me, well, he has empathy for this this asset. This this right. This. Well, it's yeah, the cute little kid. Like the, the the whole scene when he pulls the little ball off the <laughs> the, the shifter. It's like um, anybody with kids right there is just like, oh god, I get it. I'm gonna give them the toy so they just be quiet, right? It's the Mac, uh, the the Big Mac toy or the the Happy Meal toy. Happy Meal toy, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, it's like ah, oh. but so yeah, you get that. Um, 
but yeah, I think that's I think that was missing in the movies is is none of the character. I mean, Ray probably has the most character like involvement. Like you get sucked into her more. She had a good introduction. You see her playing with you know Anakin's helmet, yeah, Potter, you know when she's oh, back yeah, on yeah. Jakku, and and there's, it's got like kind of a playful side. And and then she's also kind of a badass too. So well, I think she has the most character. But the other one, like I said, Poe, I can give or take. I, I like the fact that he's supposed to be this badass pilot. I thought it was interesting that you know he does all the stuff, and then all of a sudden he just made the general, right? And it's kind of like that's not really how this shit works. Yeah, you got to work your way. It, it's just too. I thought that was I thought that was sad. I, I think they should have made someone else, and and that person could have went to Poe and say, "Hey, I rely on you. What do we do?" Yeah, talk about Poe. What was about the the Last Jedi when he you know tries to pull mutiny on everything, and then and then and then Leia and the other and Holdo yeah kind of bond and say, "Oh, I liked him. It's okay." Yeah, it's like, "Oh, come on, right, right, no, just." Just because he's got a charming and, and, and a wink, uh, th- that that wasn't fair to women. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, no, no. I, I thought that was uh, an interesting. Like, no, you're out. <laughs> you're in the bed. yeah. That's, I mean, it's like, and well, so I I know I'll probably catch crap from this from uh, anybody else that hears it, but I thought Leia was one of the most boring characters in the the last three episodes. <laughs> I thought she was just stagnant. Um, I hated the whole reveal of her having the force and floating out in space, and then all of a sudden, fucking Superman in it back into the ship. Yeah, I, 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 I think all that. I didn't mind what they did, but I didn't like how they photographed it because it made it look silly. When they had a close-up shot of her when she opened her eyes and she started moving, and I thought that was effective. And I wish almost they would have made it more mysterious or but the fact that they cut to this wide shot and boom she does the superman you're right the, the superman just it made it seem like oh my really can you make can't you well, can't you figure out how to how to do this without making it look silly wasn't yoda supposed to be one of the most powerful jedi ever like isn't that kind of the know. the lore the canon is or even skywalker none of them ever fucking flew once anywhere well, what is she doing? She, I mean, they can pull things. They can pull the objects to. Well, yeah, they 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 do big jumps and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's a none far of them. Fit. Su- none of them survived. Okay, then why didn't um, when they were on Naboo in the first one? Why didn't why did he have to put the little air breather over? Why couldn't he just swim? If if you don't need oxygen, apparently Leia didn't need oxygen in, in space. Do <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I, I know. Yeah. They uh, just they took her and like, oh uh, yeah, she's a Jedi and most powerful motherfucker ever. <laughs> right? It's like, mm, like if she was that badass, why wasn't she doing more? You know, like uh-huh. she never even finished her fucking training. She's technically not even a Jedi. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Which brings me to the other question, and I did go and find the answer to the lightsaber colors. All right, so oh right, right. So Ray ended up with a yellow lightsaber at the end, which the only time we've seen that was in the cartoons, never in the films. Okay. Um, the other ones we've seen are red, which you only see with the Sith, blue or green, and uh, one uh, 
had purple, which was um, I can't think of his name, but it's Samuel, Samuel Jackson, Jackson, badass motherfucker. Yeah, right. And that written on his the only one, the only one that had purple was him. And I think it's because he wanted that purple drink, kind of. You know, that was that was <laughs> yeah. that's his pimp pimp sword. <laughs> yeah, um, soul. <laughs> but when it, so I went, I'm like, okay, I gotta know what this is about. Uh, originally, I thought it might have to do with like if you're a a trainer, if you're a master or whatever, you had green because you know uh, Obi Wan had a green and and so did uh, Qui Gon Jinn and stuff like. Okay. But that's not what it is. It has to do with disciplines. So, like, if you're more in tune... Not just the crystal that you Well, find. the crystal you find, but it had to do with your force. I guess they all start from the same crystal. They're all, they all come from the same type of crystal. Kyber crystal? Is that where it's like... Yeah, it had a name. I, I'm not, I wasn't okay. that deep into it. But the type of power and how you used it created your color. So... Oh, okay. Um, green was more into... Where are you getting this from? You're getting this from... The internet. Okay. The interwebs, it could be all full of shit, but it seemed I think it might have been might have been Star Wars. I like I like I mean, it when bands kind of come up with their lore. Well, no, this was and, this came from the books apparently. Well, yeah, I know, but books aren't necessarily canon. I'm no, I know, but so, this was this was kind of like widespread. I think it was like one of those ones where it, everybody kind of fed into it. Yeah, and that's where you start telling more stories and then right. they get pissed off if you what <laughs> what was in the books or something like that. But so yeah, go purple ahead. purple had to do with like a balance of power. Mhm. Green was a more uh, on the force side, and blue was more on the combative side or feelings. One, it had to do with like how you kind of did your your thing. And Ray's uh, the yellow was uh, God, I can't remember what it was. It was had it had to do with something more like in a in a balanced state. Peace, uh, peace. Yeah. Okay. So it, it was interesting, and apparently the only other time they've shown. Outside of books, the yellow was in the cartoons. There was two other female Jedi that had yellow also, okay. which was I thought was kind of interesting. But we had never seen it in the the film states, which uh, so when which meant me made me think like okay, so we had the question about okay, well why did Luke have a green when he was training Leia and Leia had blue and all this? I think it can change on your how you're using the Force at the time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't know for sure. I didn't look up that. But I did find out that the colors have to do more with how you use the Force or how you're, how you're disciplined in it. Like, do you, do you rely more on the, the Force side of it for, you know, the magical stuff? Or do you, you use it more, like, military style, like, more combative kind of thing like that? So, mm -hmm. Which was interesting. I thought that was kind of a cool, made kind of sense. And then the Sith all have red. <laughs> just given, right? Right. Which brings me to another question, and this has always bugged me, and I, I didn't, I didn't look it up. Maybe, maybe you have an answer. In uh, I can't remember which one it was. Might have been Empire or, or Return, but Yoda's talking about Vader and the Emperor, and they, there's always a Sith Lord and an apprentice. Well, that's always the prequels. Two. Always two. There are always two a master and apprentice. Yeah. Right. Always two. Never more. How the fuck is Snoke and Kylo Ren and Palpatine in line if there's only two? Well, Snoke was just a puppet. He still had the Force. He still was a Sith. He he. I, that's what I thought. I'm like, did we ever really see him do anything? But he lists 
Ray up and is like torturing her in the air and all that. Although we never see him really use a, a lightsaber, I don't believe. But he tech, I mean, he uses the force to throw people around. Yeah. Yeah, there was well. So let's let's follow the emperor because he always has, he he has Darth Maul in mm-hmm. Phantom Menace, and Darth Maul gets chucked in half and yep. and then he's got Dooku. Dooku. And then Dooku gets Yoded. No, that was Anakin that that, that beheaded oh, right, him right. with the two lightsabers. And then uh um and then he has Anakin. So that's Darth Vader. So that's when he be, that's when Vader starts. Was when Dooku was done. Well that's he takes on a new apprentice when he brings Anakin back to he regrows his limbs or <laughs> puts that, his so, limbs on. But I'm wondering. So, but the, who was who was in between Dooku and Anakin? Was there anybody? Because between Dooku and Anakin, because um, he cut. There's still, well, no, because the it doesn't happen right after he cuts him down. General Grievous is kind of the main baddie of Revenge of the Sith, but but he's not really tied to. So that's what I'm wondering is if Sith. It, it, so they just really there might have been one, but we just didn't. Well, that all happens in the same movie where Dooku is killed. And I thought Dooku was killed at the end of the clone. No, he's killed at the beginning of. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because he gets away from Yoda. Um, he, oh, that's right. He throws the stuff, and Yoda protects the Anakin instead. There's that great battle, one of the better battles uh, in Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Uh, when it, it starts with the the battle but that when they finally fly in and they mm-hmm. jump out and with their lightsabers and they track down Dooku at the top of the I don't know the, that's in the Clone War that's in the, Revenge of the Sith that's the opening scene of Revenge of the Sith no it's the end of the clone that's when the clone uh, that's the, on the planet right this I'm talking about in space when they're when they're having the battle in space that's how Revenge of the Sith opens oh. is a big space battle okay with Obi Wan and and uh, Anakin and they're flying around and they've got the the they, they, they shoot those little bombs out that are become little spiders that try to disable their mm. their ships by I need to watch that one. Oh, you have it? Okay, yeah. I have, but I haven't seen. I it. mean, recently. Yeah, yeah. So maybe okay, that's what I'm missing. Um, well, and then Vader, right? But Vader dies well before Kylo Ren, so maybe that's when Snook, Snoke. Snoke. Um, I don't know. I don't know if... Do you know what I mean? It's There's something fishy about that if there can only be two. Is Kylo Ren not a real apprentice? Is Snoke not a real apprentice? I don't think Snoke is. I think he's more of a puppet. puppet. He's where where he was He was a clone of... Where there, I don't know. He was grown. You see him at the beginning in, in, the, in the vat where they show the Snokes. Like, oh. like he was a... He was some sort of experiment where they created Snoke. Gotcha. But, okay. Um, I didn't pick up on that, but I, I, I know what you're talking about now. That that just bugged me through that. That I was just like, how could this guy have been hiding all this time if there, you know... Right. Granted, there, there was no Jedi either, so there's not a big... Yeah, I don't know. So, Leia, you talk about her being boring. I want to come back to that. <laughs> just to put you on... Uh, well... Put me on blast. Well, one of the things you follow Carrie Fisher, you know, right? She's she became a very polarizing figure in her, you know, in her later years, where she, she, she got to a state where she 
kind of lost her 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 beauty, mm-hmm. which she got older. Yeah, that, yeah, and and women do not get to they 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 aren't given. It's it doesn't seem like if you're a, a public figure, they're not allowed to lose their beauty. <laughs> I mean, it do, it doesn't right, seem right, no, I, if you ever introduced to you ever you ever see. Uh, People on uh, women on screen that y- you uh, they 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 as as actors they they are discovered when they are already older and oh. and they're so so it's not you're not interested in them because of their beauty or something like that but just because they're a good, they're a good character actor and but it's really hard to accept a a female. I mean, it, it, the, the challenge there is... I'm going to get in trouble for this, too. I'm trying to walk, <laughs> walk a, walk a tightrope here. But there, there is a tendency of not, uh, of not accepting female actors once they've... Once they've passed their prime. Once they've passed their... Once their beauty has kind of gone, gone by, it's harder for them to recover from that. Unless they... You know, they, you, you see um, a, lot of, a lot of older actors today that... You know, the plastic surgery that's gotten them this far. It's not... Or, or something... Right, right. If they, if you know them when they were beautiful, and now, and now they are, are not, we, we have a harder time accepting them. It's, it's, and I think Carrie Fisher kind of suffered from a little bit of that. Um, and I don't know if she didn't. I mean, I don't think she did any of the plastic surgery. I, I, I don't think. I think her aging into the character is perfect. I well, like that. She seemed a little sensitive to it, or maybe she just wasn't as. They didn't write the role. I just thought as, she was. Very, I mean, she maybe been trying to be very stoic and very, you know, but it just it didn't fit what she was before. She was feisty I, before. I think they had a hard time writing her character um, because it. Yeah, they. The, the here's here's my. There's a bunch of men writing for her, and they were trying to make her a princess, but but they couldn't pull it off. Well, I, I think they were they were trying to keep her as a princess, but they were trying to make her powerful and. And I'm all for that. She was a powerful person. Yeah. She had a lot of influence. What I... And this and this might be... It, it, it's more the physical side. And it might have been... Potentially, she might have been having issues just physically moving. moving. Mm-hmm. But she seemed to be standing. Like, never really moving much in, in almost all the scenes. We... And, now- Takes Rise of Skywalker out of it because no, uh, yeah, I, I know that was done. But with. I mean, just in general, like if all you ever see is someone standing there mm-hmm. and doing their lines, it just, it just seems it's a little flat. Yeah. yeah, like walk. Yeah, a simple walk or some act. I mean, other than her Superman blowing yeah. out the window thing, well, they didn't give her much physical. Yeah, I know the Superman, but but, but you know what I mean. It, like I would have. She didn't come across to me as as powerful as a general as she should have been. Like, to me, um, and, I, and I might catch crap for this. Like, she had the power of like a patent, right? Uh-huh. She demanded, you know, I th- my shit is I know what I'm doing. Listen to my words. Don't don't question. Just do it. But her mannerisms and the way she kind of commanded just didn't show it. It was kind of like, oh, I'm gonna do this. Oh man, I'm just gonna walk. Like it just, uh-huh. she didn't didn't command it to me, and it, it just I that's I mean, other people will probably see it completely different, but that was just I thought 
to me, they could have done much I, more with her. Yeah. Like like they did with Han. I, I agree. I think there was a nostalgia to seeing her there, and she was a part of the original trilogy. She had to be there, and it was so wonderful that they got to bring her back. But yeah, it didn't it didn't capture it. Han, on the other hand, well... He they just had, seemed like an older one of himself. Yeah, well, they had that great introduction scene of him in running Force around Awakens when he, yeah, when they're when running around the crazy creatures. We're home. After him. Yeah, that yeah. was much. That was much, like they could have done something with her like that. That was a little more like she was. Like I think I, Luke kind of they, they they screwed up on Luke too. Um, I think they changed him from the way he was because they said because of. They tried to play off the "Hey, I'm cynical now. I'm 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 the old guy. Get off my lawn." He became uh, yeah the dirty hair. The uh, um. I just don't think it was written very well. And that's where I, I think the second one. I liked the the story. I didn't like the the dialogue. The dialogue to me was was just not written well. I, I cringe. That's a movie that at the beginning I I I, I tried to to get behind even though there was a lot of backlash with people talking about oh they killed off Snoke and they and they, and they uh, God, I thought that was the greatest part and they uh, totally made Ray not have any parentage they made her from nobodies and I thought all that was really interesting oh they wrapped that up really well though they, I think that was they did a turnaround on that and was it a turnaround well well they Yes, if it was a turnaround, well, turnaround. That's yes. that's where I think that they 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 didn't have the writing in there. They, there was no emperor in the original. I couldn't have been. Well, that that's yeah. That's why I think they went too far with saying the emperor is back. Yeah, they could have just had some other puppet guy. It didn't have to be the emperor. Yeah, if I, this is but and and this is, did they have to do a? Trilo- a nine, did they have to turn this into a nine-part series? Couldn't they have just made this a new trilogy that, you know, you can bring back some of these other characters, but it does it have to tie to the original six? Couldn't it just be its own? I think they did when they when they well. There's some sort of it's it's almost not fair. It's like it takes away from the climax of Return right. of the Jedi. Oh, it does. 100%. And suddenly says, oh nope, we didn't do it. We didn't we didn't really win. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they could have. And that's where I would I'd be more interested in what George Lucas had to say about the story if he were if it were to be continued to say to it, it almost seems almost blasphemous to to step in and say we're going to do another another three movies they're going to be attached to the original <laughs> six and right. we're going to make it up as we go um, and no, no, as entertaining and fun as it could be I, I it, to me it deserves to be more its own trilogy let's 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 take this universe and have some fun with it so what they did at that point I think. It makes it seem like a cash grab. Okay, because like they 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 wanted to make more Star Wars, but they didn't know how, right? So they're like, okay, we got it. We got to somehow latch on to the old ones. So they did that, and then all of a sudden they said, well, let's do uh, Rogue One, right? It's still latched onto it, but it's a one-off. Yeah, and it did great. Solo, it's a it's a uh, I can't think of the word. Um, Standalone. They, it's a standalone, but it's uh, the where they show their uh, origins, kind of, uh-huh. right? Did great. So I think. Well, no, that would people would argue with you on that. It made money, but it, I don't know. It was a. Is okay. okay. Is it a blockbuster? Is it going to be like? Did it win? Or, no, but was it entertaining? And did people go see it? It did good. But did it damage the franchise? Did I don't dam- think so. Well, that's what some people would say that. Some of these, Last Jedi, 
uh, solo. Uh, there was there was fan fatigue, and they did a little bit more damage to the to the to the series so that you know they canceled the the, the director. What was his name? Uh, Ryan Johnson, who directed the second movie. He was they they said they wanted him to write a whole new trilogy, and because of the the, the internet backlash to Last well, Jedi. That finally got squashed. That's more squashed. because that's more because he didn't do a good job with that movie. I think. Well, and that's but, it's kind of polarized the internet. There's there's different theories on that. Some people think here's the, it's awesome because it's so. Uh, here's how I look at it. Contrary to to what expectations, they could release. Well, Mandalorian proves it right. It's not really tied to the story, right? But it's Star Wars, yeah, and it's fabulous. Yeah, everybody loves it. And that's where things are, are pointing to. They're, they've scrapped the series, but they've got the new Obi Wan series. They're, they've scrapped the trilogy, the new trilogy right. from Ryan Johnson. But they got the new Obi Wan series coming out. And but that's what I mean. That they're going to try to tie into because that's where they're chasing the money. <laughs> that's it. They could put out. We could write it. Let's let's see. Let's let's just pick a a random character that's not one of the top. Like I mean, you could you could go after like Boba Fett and make. A movie and people fucking flock to it. Well, it's Mandalorian. It's are you no? Boba oh, Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah, actual Boba. Didn't Fett. they talk about? They were talking about it, but they didn't. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. But I mean, so do that. Okay. What else could you do? You could. I mean, I'm trying to think. You, X Wings, right? They could. They, they could make something based purely off of like a X Wing squadron, right? Yeah. And I think people would flock to it. They could put any piece of crap out there and stamp it out of the Star Wars world, and people are going to watch it. I I don't know. I, th- there is still this idea of fan fatigue, where if you over overwhelm them with stuff, saturate the market with this stuff, yeah, you're going to make a buck. But I it, don't think there's it, any kind of fan s- fatigue it, at all. I do. I if they, if they if they announced that they were going to release a Star Wars movie this year, would you be excited to see it? Yeah. There's no fan fatigue. Well, I didn't even tell you what Star Wars movie. I just said it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah, but but <laughs> you see what I mean. If they but would I see it, how many times? I don't know. If to make I, I, all you need to do is get every person, not even every person, majority of people to see it once, uh-huh. and it's 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 successful, right? I mean, if you can, if you can, that's the thing is they, and you're never you're never gonna win the internet. You're never going to win the fandom, because I can tell you right now, I mean, we're, we're two are people you, that are real close in, in our thought process and a lot of stuff, and we still don't agree about a lot of well, Star Wars stuff. Is that what you want, them to release a Star Wars movie every year? I think they could if they do it the right way. I think if they do um, find a new, a new trilogy, a new ongoing story, and do one of those every other year, and fill in with a one-off. Which is what the plan was with the this last trilogy, right? So, so that's kind of what Marvel's done, right? They they've got their trilogies or their their ongoing story with Avengers, and and they've shoot off these one offs, mm-hmm. and it's working. We're not getting like you, the Marvel fandom is not. Oh God, I can't watch another damn Marvel film. They could do the same thing in Star Wars. There's so much that they haven't even touched on, and the problem was, and this is this is coming from. How I sees it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> how I sees it, and uh, and what I've read is everybody's so attached to the original 
Um, and Lucas held on to the original so much in the beginning that he didn't want to to open it up. And then all these fan fictions started coming out, and things started shooting off. And then they're like, "Hey, I can make a buck off this." So then he started doing the world, and that's where the cartoons came from, and a lot of the books. There's so much stuff in there that's probably better than the original three in some of these books. I haven't read any. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to read one X-Wing thing just because, to me, the X-Wing pilot stuff, to me, is phenomenal. Well, yeah, awesome. you're, 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 getting, you're getting a little nuanced uh, things. That, but they won't necessarily be able to reproduce something like Star Wars, which was able to do a, give, give this blockbuster presentation of this world, and yet they could make a more interesting character study if they take this other thing. It, it, well, look it, at it's almost like a different genre that, that, that they need to explore, not necessarily movies. And that's what they're, I think they're trying to do with a series. And, and well, that's what I, I, yeah. I think if they do, I think they can make some good one-offs. They have to find interesting characters. And maybe they feed them off of uh, the like the Mandalorian. Let's, uh, maybe they make a movie about uh, the IG, you know, and what he does. Mm-hmm. Right or maybe maybe just that whole bounty hunter thing in general, or um, the the female character that he hooks up with uh, that was a uh, like a shock trooper type person. Maybe it, maybe it's a one off about that you know whatever yeah. battles they were fighting. Cause she was talking about a, it was a battle after Endor, but something where they were they were having to go hit individual you know things like that. There's there's plenty of stuff they could do mm-hmm. that I think I don't think the fandom would ever dry out would you, would you saturate it potentially but does saturation mean bad not necessarily like I, I don't we may never have another epic Star Wars trilogy like the original right mm-hmm. we've proven that twice now <laughs> right so will ever get that probably not but does it mean that it has to stop I don't think so Lord of the Rings right there's a there's a good example right perfect great trilogy they haven't really went and done anything, but they could, and I think people would eat it up. You mean spin spinoffs of that? Yeah, Maybe I mean, well, Hobbit I guess I guess the Hobbit, but it, that was kind of was the Hobbit written before or after? Written before. That's what I thought. So it wasn't really a spin. I was like, I mean, but they could go in and do more movies. Uh-huh. You know, take off of that. Like, who wouldn't want to see some more adventures of Gandalf? You know, when he's still well, there's a, there's still a lot of uh, actually. I think I think the Hobbit didn't he integrate some of like the Silmarillion, mm-hmm. some other Tolkien uh, books to try to beef that that movie up. Uh, uh, they did, trip. and they drug. Well, they they took the original and they just okay. Here's here's a chapter. Let's let's throw some extra stuff into that to make it a movie, mm-hmm. right? They took two or three chapters and made them movies, and so yeah, they made one book into three movies. In the it, was it was originally supposed to be, I think, one movie, and then I got turned. Well, it's interesting because they they had recently. Was supposed to be two I remember weeks. seeing that as an animated series. I remember that and loving it, and I thought I enjoyed that more than I think the movies, mm-hmm. um, just because I think it was more precise, and maybe because it was more original when I saw it. Right, you were a kid to yeah. eat that stuff. I remember that being on like. HBO or oh, something from when I was a kid. I think I, I saw it on regular. TV. I think I ever saw it on regular <laughs> TV. But yeah, so stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, all right. There was one more question I was going to ask, and I can't remember what it was. About Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, since that was what we we're supposed to be talking about. With so many tangents. 
<laughs> but that's that's all right. That's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. So where do you think they take it from here? Do you think they go? They, do you think they try and play off of this, or do you think this is now dead and that we'll never see this story? I think they're going to uh, focus on the the Disney Plus series for a little bit because they've got some success there. They need to ride out this uh, critical uh, internet. Kind of uh, get it, get him uh, chomping at the bit for more. Before yeah, they you got to you got to get people wanting it. Um, right now, there's so much polarization because of the. I mean, it's like politics. It's it's there's there's different sides, and everyone wants to to battle it out with their opinions. And I I don't think there's a there's a remedy for that. Uh, uh, I don't know if you're I don't, I don't think you can, that. especially when you're dealing with a material that everyone is so, uh, is is in everyone's soul. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they all believe they're the top fan. If you, yeah, yeah. If you're a certain generation, then then, then yeah, you, it, it it defined who you were, and you're gonna have an opinion about it. And and now we have a forum to express our opinion. So true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the um, interesting thing with that, though, is... I, I mean, I wouldn't mind going through some of the crit- critiques that I've read it. about it and critique them, because... Critique the critiques? Oh, God, some of the stuff, it's just like, oh, get off your high horse and... <laughs> That's funny. You know, I actually thought about that as a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we should do a podcast about reviewing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how fun would that be? Like, you just, you listen to a couple episodes and you go like, all right, here's what's good, here's what's not. But that, <laughs> that would be kind of fun, too. But just this idea of being a critic... I, when I was when I was a kid, I had a little comic strip that I did. Uh, it was called Loop and His Critic, and it was basically a very self-absorbed. Or he was he was, he was Loop was this theatrical soul that it was kind of he lived his life on stage, but he had a critic that followed him around and would <laughs> would tell. And that these little little cartoon things I did with that it was called nice. Loop and His Critic, and and it, it's almost like that's how we live sometimes. Is that you you want to express yourself, but then you got that critic nagging. It's like judging everything you say because you're you're a judge of what other people say. So you know that you, you know you're judging your own comments. So critiquing critics almost seems like an extension of that. Like right. you know, who are we to critique what you have to you know well, that's, your opinion? It's well, like that's why I always I have an opinion about your opinion. Yeah. Well, I have an opinion. About that. I mean, that's that's the comment section of YouTube. All you know, that's where right. all the well. <laughs> Yeah, that's where we're at now. Um, I've always had a problem with movie critics. Yeah. And um, this goes way back to, to Siskel and Ebert, right? We talked about that because that was kind of the... They were the top in the beginning, right? Um, I would listen to them and and just be like, what the hell? What, what were they watching? Like, yeah. And and it came from me as, as to me, um, movies, TV, shows are simply there for one thing and it's it's entertainment. Uh-huh. Now I understand there's 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 documentaries which are a total different that should be telling us that should be telling a truth or telling a, or informing, right? That's that's different. You don't think movies should do that just documentaries? Well, no, I'm saying you have to judge you, <laughs> they're categories. Yeah. Right? Marvel is not a documentary. Yeah. Right? But um, I'm not going to I'm not going to judge the two. Now for for a Marvel movie or a, a, any movie that is based for entertainment, yeah. right? Their job isn't to 
inform the public about historical events. And when I mean historical events, I'm not talking about like Saving Private Ryan. That was a movie of entertainment happening to base off of historical events. Right. But like those should be judged simply on this. Were you entertained? Or were you moved? Because you get a lot of these movies that aren't, you know, you question whether or not I, I came out with a smile on my face or, or like you, you mentioned Saving Private Ryan. And right. I, and you don't walk out of that feeling entertained, but you definitely feel emotionally. So to me, that is the same. Yeah, okay. Entertain, it doesn't necessarily mean did it entertain you to be happy. Yeah. Did it entertain your emotions? Mm-hmm. Did it create a movement in uh-huh. you? Did it create a motion in you? Right. Yeah. Did it make you have to poop? <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, I mean, it's like scary movies, right? Uh-huh. You're not going to come out of there giggling. Well, you might come out of there giggling and laughing. But did it, did it do its job that you went in there to do? And that was to jump get startled, uh-huh. f- you know, feel like, oh my God, did it, did it, uh, touch there, you? Well, there's lots of different horror But that's movies. what I mean. I love so, to talk about horror but movies. That's I love what, horror movies. <laughs> well, we can do that too. <laughs> I, I like them. I, I have a hard time watching them myself, by myself, because I do get scared. Like, well, they're not all built to be about scaring no, you. They're, oh, some... even the ones that are like, I think I told you about this before, about used to watch MTV Fear. I think it was Peter. Oh, fact, where they do these, yeah. They would send like six people into like an abandoned uh, prison. Did they attach the cameras? They attach the cameras there, yeah. So I tried, I, this is when I was living in San Jose when I was working down there and I was in my, my room at the time, I was at my grandma's house and uh, it was two bunk, two beds sitting side by side because my dad would be there sometimes but it was just me and I was watching it with the lights out. I got through like a half hour episode and I had to turn the lights back on. <laughs> Grown ass man, like 29, 30 years old, and I couldn't sleep with the lights off after watching an MTV show. Right. I was like that. I was like, oh my God. So that's what I mean is by the entertainment. Does it, it doesn't have to be entertainment in the, oh, I laughed and I cheered. And no, it could be, was I entertained? Did it entertain my emotions? Yeah. Well, sometimes. We have different audiences for different movies, and if right. you want to try to capture the entire, entire world with one, you're, you're not going to satisfy everyone. Well, and, and that's the yeah. other thing. That's where we were going oh. with Star Wars. Is yeah, you're never, ever, you can never make a perfect movie. Uh-huh. If you get fifty-one percent of the people to say that was great, I loved it, you've won. Well, it's interesting. You, you know, right now, what is Rise of Skywalker has a 52% 50, on... I thought it was 56. I think it's 52 now. I think it's dropped. <laughs> it dropped through this through this podcast. <laughs> how does Rotten Tomato judge a, a positive... And, I mean, so basically, they're going to take a review, a critic, and decide whether it's a positive review or a negative review. I, th- I think they do it on a point basis, kind of like... Okay. If you, so say if, um, like a five-point basis, right? Uh-huh. If you give it a three, it would be a 50... It would be a it would be a fifty percent. So no, I don't. I think it's if it's a four, it's like I, a seventy five. It's I, a. I think if you have three review three reviews and they all give at least no, no. A, I meant one review has three numbers, right? Mm-hmm. If you give it a five, like say if you you had a rating system one through five, if you give it a five, that would be like a hundred percent. A four would be seventy five. Three would be fifty. Twenty five okay. and and zero, and then what they do is they average them. Over the numbers, are you? Okay. That's what I'm assuming. Something kind of similar to that. Okay, 
I don't know if that's right. I, I don't know if it is either. But I, I thought it was like cut and dry, where each reviewer it's either positive or negative. Not, I mean, they come up with their own but see, five I've, stars and I've, stuff like that. I've because had so many. Because I see a, you go on there and you see the positive ones and the negative ones. You can you can you can choose to see positive critic reviews and 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 negative but critical who, but reviews, I, and they're just defined that way. Which to me, I don't think is a very good way of. Yeah, discussing well because someone could because because you know we've been discussing Rise of Skywalker and talking about we've been pretty critical on some of the stuff. Right, but I still came out thinking that was a lot of fun and and would, would I spend and, my money to go see it again? Yes. Yeah. So to me, that's a positive review. Was there things about it I didn't like? Yes. Yeah. yeah Last Jedi, I came out thinking it was good, but I do not want to go watch that. I I tried <laughs> to watch it again recently, and I I. It was one of those. It was kind of cringy. It was almost like watching some of the prequels and being stuck watching Anakin Skywalker and kind of, <laughs> yeah. and and wanting to fast forward through those scenes I, of the, I know ro- what the you romance. Mean. I did. I did and that too. There's a lot of stuff in Last Jedi where it's like I like the the some of the action. Uh, you know when they're flying the when they kill Snoke and stuff like that. But, oh, that. But oh, that brings me up to another. It just it just sometimes you have a hard time returning to a movie and you're you're right and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny when you talk about the whole uh, killing Snoke, and they have that huge battle with the other the I don't know what the red the red guard troopers. Or yeah. Oh wait, no, that, that was, was a great fight scene, and I'm thinking, start of rise right. They show Kylo Ren's band of merry men. I don't know what the hell those guys mm-hmm. were called. Right? They're supposed to be they look like they're just these badass guys with all these knights crazy, of Ren, knights of Ren or whatever, and. They show them doing absolutely nothing but standing around. He fought him at the end. All the way at the end. And then he has this horrible, lackluster fight with them. Like, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring my turtles into this. Right? So Ninja Turtles, right? You know, they, they have these big epic battles in their comics and things like that. Um, in the comic books, right? So they do these big things. That's that's the kind of fight they should have had with with the Knights of Ren. Well, the Turtles also had a regular comic strip where the, in the, the Sunday comics where they just get three little panels. That's mm-hmm. what that fight set looked like. Yeah. A three-panel little fight. Like, oh, eh, eh, eh. And it was like, they, they played these guys like they're the baddest fucking dudes in the fucking galaxy. And it hardly turned into. I would have. I would have rather than seen him fight them. I would have rather seen them do something outside of that final battle. Like maybe, maybe they, you know, stopped one of the rebel chances at doing. Like you know, like oh, this is how we're gonna win. And then all of a sudden, those guys are there. Like oh fuck, we just lost. I wonder if there was some stuff on the cutting room floor. There must have been because they, they showed them a lot and they did absolutely nothing. Unless they were simply in there to sell more toys. Yeah. I don't know. But that, that was another one that I just was like, ah, potential lost. Yeah. Huge potential lost. Yeah. But that's us wanting the the, the badass side of, of, of Star Wars. And that's not every audience. And this seemed to try to cater to a I lot just, of different... Uh, I just don't know if they, they they got too much screen time for giving nothing back. Yeah. Like the this the fight scene with Snoke, right, in the Red Guard or whatever, that's how that fight scene should have been. It should have been like he might not get through this. Mm. It's a little chancy. Like these guys are a little better than their average. 
they just didn't seem better than average. I mean, he fought him half the time without a saber. Right. And it's like I did like the look he gave when he kind of like, okay, bring it. You know, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a saber. Um, that was a cool. Part. I didn't. You know, it's funny because I was, I was disappointed by that scene with the red guard uh, in in the Last Jedi. To me, it. It's it seemed overly choreographed. There were parts where, whereas, what is it in the Phantom Menace uh, with Darth Maul and Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn, especially after Qui Gon Jinn gets taken out, and there's that lightsaber duel with Obi Wan and Darth Maul that I could watch over and over and over again. It's just that one was better. Awesome. Um, there were um, some good parts about that, but to me, it just maybe it was the way it was photographed, but it, it seemed a little. Uh, uh, like but I agree with you. Like a, like a dance move. Like one one move. Now move to your next next uh, next mark. Now move to your next mark and do so this move. And it, what happened was that they 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 had the classic fail of any um, fight scene where it's a bunch versus a few, and they they did the bad service of showing them fighting with one and someone standing back waiting for the person to, yeah. to finish. Because that wouldn't happen. They got to um, get Jackie Chan involved with a, with a, you know, and none of this close-up, fast cutting and stuff. You bring, you bring the camera away. And yeah. Just have well, uh, what was it Ombok, right? The you remember Jet Li? Is that no? Uh, no, that's no not Li, I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I know the what one you're where talking. he does the. It, it's like they yeah. call it the scene of like sixty something breaks or something like that, and he's like standing in the middle of the room, and the guys just they're coming right at him. He's just. Bah, bah, bah. But it's constant. You don't see a guy waiting for you to finish fighting the one dude. It's like he's literally like, "Oh, you're in, you're entertaining." Yeah. Okay. I'm well, I mean, it's the difference between uh, you know they usually get good choreographers that are keeping this stuff in mind, but you also have to have someone that can pull that off. And you you know when you have an unbocker or or Jack Chan, you have someone who is very well versed in in fighting. That but it's all that. Off. It's the film style. It's knowing that. Not to have someone in the background of a film shot standing. Yeah, there. I just it, it's tougher to do with with people that with actors that right. that don't have the the skill set to pull that off unless you do stand-ins. But then I you think have they to did a pretty good job with that, or right. do a lot of fast cutting. And fast cutting is is also tough. I think they did. A, tough, I thought it was pull. pretty good. Other than I do agree with you, there were some that looked okay. You're talking back about Last Jedi again. Last Jedi yeah. with the red the red guard. I think that, but maybe I was just hoping for more at the time. I thought that was one of the better mass lightsaber fight scenes that I've seen. Um, you know, there's not a ton of them, but uh, you go back to the clone uh, Revenge of the Sith, just with Obi Wan. I gotta go see that one. Again. I, yeah, I, I, but I mean, that was that was supposedly pretty epic. Although I do remember <laughs> the one you're talking about with uh, Darth Maul, and the one that always bugged me is when he's standing there pacing. I'm like, oh god, that just irritates me. I don't know why. When Darth Maul is, yeah, and people loved it. Like when the when the little force field came yeah. down and he's pacing back. I don't well, know. Well, that that one always bugged me too. When Obi Wan does the flip over him and brings a lightsaber, and and they they do that shot of Darth Maul where he looks up and he watches Obi Wan like jump over him yeah. and then land, and you know that whole scene, and you know he could have. All, all it, he just had to defend himself. Yeah, you know, but there, the, yeah, there, was... there's a few things about that. But <laughs> it was also one of those ones that I didn't, I didn't like Darth Maul, not because he wasn't a good villain, probably because he scared me a little. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, he just bugged me a little bit. Something I was like, I never was in, but 
I was never a Vader fan. Yeah. I've never been like, oh, go bad guys. Any time in, in Star Wars, I've never, ever rooted for the dark side, uh-huh. which kills me when I find, you know, it's like half half the people out there are like, oh, Vader's the greatest, and, and I get it, <laughs> but I just never, it's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't get it. So, I, I, but that's why I was never into Darth Maul. I've never, I've never rooted for any of the bad guys. So I don't know, and it's not, it's not like I never root for bad guys. It's just in in Star Wars, I just never did. Yeah, sometimes bad guys are more interesting if you if you can you can understand them a little bit. They tried to do that with the Last Avenger with uh, or the oh, Avengers with Thanos. With Thanos. They, yeah. they gave they they tried to make you understand oh, where he was coming and give you a little empathy towards kind of like at the end where he's just sitting there I just tend to my garden and you got you know I'm just trying to do this to make the world better yeah yeah no I, I get that and, and then you start saying oh yeah he's he's trying it's population control he's trying to do something to to yes. fix fix what is broken and he's the only one he, he you know he's got quite an ego that says you know what his way is the only way and he needs to be he's the only one only one strong enough to to do something so right. so bold, um, which is interesting because yeah, yeah he tries to you, they try and pull your heartstrings for him on that, but then again you turn around and and he tortures his own daughter. You're like, what are you trying to do here? You trying to make a feel yeah. for this guy? And then and then <laughs> you got to be careful. I mean, that's where does the movie have a certain responsibility to make you hate the bad guy? Or because once you start empathizing, then then you start feeding into that that. Feeling that that oh this is this could this is a, an answer you should explore, but it definitely makes movies more interesting. Oh yeah, when you when you have that, well, it's not cut dry. dry. It's like Joker. Like I don't know. If, I, I don't think you haven't seen, seen, seen it. But but it's interesting the how you tend to empathize with his character and get drawn into why he's feeling the way he's feeling, and some might consider it irresponsible in that it it makes you uh, side with. The villain, in, right, in right. a sense, or or come to understand uh, that. I actually think that's okay. Um, I actually think it's good, um, and and it, sh- it shouldn't just be a hatred for the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think a good movie would have some. And like you said, Avengers did a pretty good job trying to, but there was also so many parts where you're like, oh, he's just so bad. It's hard <laughs> to, you know. Um, trying to think of some of the other like well so you got you got Captain America Civil War right that okay. technically in that one depending on what side you sit on Iron Man's a bad guy right Cap's the bad guy right and uh so that you know how that's do... a more nuanced look at good versus evil it's, it, I mean that's just saying superheroes it's usually good versus evil and this is one where it's not cut and dry yeah and even the the one in the end the 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 one that has been kind of pulling the strings and bringing this all together, he is just a, a father that saw his family die from Avengers Two when the when the planet or when that town got crushed oh, or something like uh, that. Zemo. So he is just emotionally driven to is more of a, a revenge thing for him. Right, right. And so you know you can't. So it becomes a movie without a villain. Uh, that you can truly point to and say, you know, this is oh, this, this is bad. This is I think the, this is evil. This no, it's it's comics do a really good job with that. The comic movies, the Marvel and stuff. I think mm-hmm. they do a really good job with um, their 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 antagonist. Is that is that the right uh, 
the villain the villain uh-huh. essentially isn't always just a flat out villain yeah right you know Loki Loki's you know <laughs> and sometimes Loki's like the hero mm-hmm. and sometimes he's the worst fucker you can ever yeah. run into so I think they do a good job with that Star Wars I don't think did as as good a job with that right um Especially in the last one, I, like I said, bringing back Palpatine, I think, I think that was just too much of a. Well, they, I, yeah, they, I think that was just poor, poorly thought out. It was like, oh, let's do this. This is easy. Mm-hmm. Like instead, I mean, I think they could have. I understand because it brings the whole thing. I. That's the one thing that I thought was great, tying, one through nine, mm-hmm. essentially. Although, although. Seven and eight had well, nothing it, to do with it, and it almost had to. It almost forced their hand that they, had, if they were going to tie it to those first movies, what's what do you? I mean, how do you tie it together? Well, but it, it's funny if you look at that. If you if you step back and you say, okay, this ties them all together. Star Wars is no longer a story about <laughs> Skywalker. Story about the Emperor. It's a story about Palpatine. Yeah. It really is. You're just you're just told it from the side instead of following him. Well, you could. It's also a story that follows the Skywalker blood, you know, from Kinda. beginning to the end. It also follows C three PO and R two D two as the Laurel and you, Well, yeah, it might even be more of that. Um, I would even say it's probably more the the droids than it is the yeah. Skywalker because, I mean, Palpatine actually plays more more into it than Skywalker's does, other than the fact that I mean. You really don't know. Well, and truthfully, the last three, she's not a Skywalker. She takes the name, but she's not. True, but but you but they have Kylo Ren, who is of Skywalker blood, at least, just doesn't have the name. Well, <laughs> is she really Le- Leia? Right, but so I'm trying to think how that. I, I remember how that all came out. So. Anakin is the only one that starts with Skywalker name, right? Right. But he was a so he started as a slave with a Skywalker name, and he is the father of Luke and Leia. Right. Okay. So then she technically is a Skywalker, but she has a different name from the get go. But it's because it's an adopted name. And also. If you follow the the Revenge of the Sith, where you know uh, uh, Palpatine has that conversation with Anakin about Darth Plagueis and having the power over the Force enough to create life itself, and it begs the question, because we know the Immaculate Conception of mm-hmm. of Anakin Skywalker from Shmi, you know, where it's revealed that she did, there was no father; she just, con- you know, right, she just yeah, uh, delivered. You know, boom. yeah, yeah. I'll buy that. Uh, anyway, um, and uh, so it begs the question: Is is that just a story that 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 Palpatine is is suggesting was really someone else, or did he have something to do with that? Was that is he the is he the mastermind behind creating that life? And if he also gave life, created life that birthed Ray, then there's a relationship between. Vader and Rey, and the fact that they both kind of come from the Emperor as the the so father. Shmi was the mother of 
Anakin. Anakin. Yeah. So did she have the Skywalker last name, or did she just? Yes, Shmi Skywalker. That was that was the that was where the name origin came from. Was just that was her name. Okay. Uh, I did like how they tied back in her getting married to the guy on Tatooine after the fact, and then that, and then Luke's who that, getting married to Shmi. Where did I see that? I think you're wrong. No, that's on... Uh, oh, I saw that. Huh? Because that's... Um, sh- she ends up being married to Luke's uncle's... Where did you... Where is this? Oh, is this like in fuck. some... Is this part of a book or animated? No, no, it was on... It was... Where did I see this? She gets killed in in Revenge of the Sith, or he goes back to try to find, try, finally try to rescue her, and she's been imprisoned by Tusken Raiders. Right. Oh, so that's where I saw it. She is married on Tatooine to the guy who becomes Luke's that that they go in and we're on the farm. He's on Uncle Owen. Yeah, his brother. Is married to Shmi, or no, no, or maybe that, or maybe it's his father. Okay, because I I've tied the two together. I was like, oh shit, I never knew that before. And it's she's at yeah, she's at the right because he Anakin goes to him uh-huh. and he's the one that tells they came at dawn and that and that's and that's yep. Lars. That's another yep. Lars, isn't it? Yep, that's Lars who becomes Luke's guardian. I'll have to see that again. Okay. Yeah, because I I never picked it up before, and I went, oh. Well, when did you pick that up? Were you reading something? Or no, I watched. I watched. But that's uh, in Revenge of the Sith. No, no, I think it's. I think it's in. I didn't watch Sith. I think it's in the. Um, no, it's in. Revenge it's of when. Uh, no, no, it's when. Um, oh no! It's it's in the clone one because when um, Obi Wan goes out to find out about Jango Fett. He's back with the uh, Padme, uh-huh. and he's like, "Oh, I gotta go find my mom." And and she's like, "Well," he's like, "But I can't leave you." And she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go to Tatooine. You gotta follow me." And that's when it happens. It's in the Clone War. Okay, or Clone. Well, finish Rise watching of Clone. that. I thought it was in. Revenge. No, because I haven't seen the other one yet, <laughs> so I know it can be. Right. But yeah, I put those two together. I was like, "Oh, snap! Full okay. circle." Is that a full circle? Kind of. Well, I mean, Luke ends up with. You know, the brother of his mom's husband, kind of circle. I don't know, maybe it's a family. Why uncle? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Well, yeah. Although he doesn't know, he just calls him uncle, right? I mean, well, maybe that's why he got delivered there, because, right, didn't he get stolen away from Padme and hidden? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I caught that. I was like, oh, I never saw that before. Yeah, I guess that's just a way of calling, of calling in the fact that he's Uncle Uncle Owen. And... Yeah. Okay, all right. Interesting, so. All right, let's see. So anything more on Rise of Star? God, there's so much that we could have covered. And if we didn't go on tangents, we probably would have, but. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's a good first go. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Good movie, disappointing you know, part of it was was disappointing and just that it didn't have the finale that I think it could have. 
it had a finale, but it was a lackluster finale compared to what we're we're so used to. Yeah, and there was too much conflict between the three movies. They did, right. They didn't. They. I don't know. Did I talk about that? The, the, so. Abrams did the first and the second, and apparently this was a pissing contest when the when the the second director took over. How he uh, totally dismissed all the stories that Ed Abrams had set up in the first one. He kind of went opposite of them, and so Abrams intentionally just said, "Fuck everything you did. Uh-huh. I'm going to do my own thing." So really, it's one and three are more tied together, where two is kind of like. Mm. Right, and it it, I, it I, showed. I I think, I I think I've seen interviews, and he tries to dismiss some of that stuff. Which, but it does show. It yeah. really does show, and it creates an unstable trilogy. And I think that's the biggest the biggest downfall for w- it, which makes it not as <laughs> more disappointing in the in the overall. Oh, I agree, hundred uh, percent feel of the trilogy, and uh, and I think Disney probably uh, created that had more to do just. There, you know, maybe you gotta wonder why they didn't have Abrams do both or all three, or at least be at least involved in, in or telling or, or have get, someone else write the story. Lawrence Kasdan, they brought him in for the first one. He, you know, he was he wrote he helped out with the why didn't Empire Strikes? They should Star have had and, had one person write or a a group a, a consistent group write all three and have someone direct it. Under their guidance, yeah. rather than you know, it's a tall order because I mean to write something like that. Well, that's because everything now is like oh, I've got to make a name for myself. J.J. Abrams, he's he's one of them, right? He's not going to let someone else tell him how to tell a story. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, they're not all your stories. Yeah, you're great at telling a story, but I want you to tell my story. Yeah, I want you to help me tell it. But he can't. His, his ego. Right, and that's and that's part of the problem, and that's why we get some of the stories we get where they could have been, and don't always get there. Doesn't always mean that they don't sometimes improve them. Yeah, but I it's think, hard to avoid ego when you're creating a movie. It almost like you want to have more ego to feed the storytelling, and just you don't want to get to know the director because right. <laughs> ego can sometimes be a turnoff. But but it does feed. A consistent story because you're bringing a consistent vision, even though it's right. all. Well, if it's like, just one person doing it, that's uh-huh. that's it. Uh-huh. Like if um, there's a lot of them. George Lucas probably got an ego that's oh, God, they all do bigger than. You don't go into that business <laughs> if you don't have an ego. I mean, it's you, you're not going to survive. And well, I mean, and success feeds it. Yeah, you know, when you get that success, it feeds your ego. I so. mean, you think of uh, what's God, like, what, um, Happy Days. Uh, what, um, Arthur Bonzarelli. No, no, no. The the kid, the kid um, was Ron Opie Howard. Taylor. Ron Howard, right? Elizabeth Taylor. No, Opie Taylor. Oh, Opie. From... <laughs> they said Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, Elizabeth Taylor played Ron Howard. <laughs> played Ron Howard. No, Ron Howard. I mean, great director, right? Does everything. He's got an ego. You, you look at him and go, oh, no, no, even he's got an ego. Yeah. They all do. You're yeah. not in Hollywood if you don't. If you, I mean, there's probably some that. You, yeah, you have Less. to you have to be able to to fight through the crowd at Hollywood to to uh, to stand out, and that does it, it almost requires an ego in order to to shout loudest. Mm-hmm. Um, humility is a great trait, but it 
but it but does have, not get you, you can in, have in the both. director's chair. <laughs> you can have both. Hollywood doesn't always seem to have as much. Same with politicians, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they just, you, you can't succeed without kind of pumping your own, you know, it's just, that's, it's the sad part. Yeah. Now you can, you can have some and, and get, get to a point and not let, let it be a bad thing, but they don't always do that. So, be interesting though. All right, so we need to decide um, what we're going to do next. Think, oh, uh, what we're going to talk about next? Yeah, so we, we have a couple of choices. We can either do new movies, right? I know uh, 1917 is one we both want to see. Right. Um, or we can tackle uh, current um, s- series, right? I mean, Mandalorian would be a great one, um, mm-hmm. although we've already talked to some of that. Um, we could... Uh, hit any other series I mean there's so much out there it's it's, it's phenomenal how much entertainment's out Picard coming out too God, Picard yes we'll have to talk about Picard because I need to see that too that is uh, he's by far one of my favorite actors yeah God, just one of, and, and probably one of my favorite Star Trek characters of all time he's very much a father figure and you want to you want to emulate a lot of his um, I just don't know if I've ever traits. seen him in anything that I'm like I didn't like him in that like I don't I don't know if I I mean I'm sure he's probably played he's got to have played at least once someone where he's the best you know antagonist where you're not supposed to like him but I can't think of anything where he was a bad guy yeah or just not even a bad guy but just not the good guy what was that movie uh about five years ago, by it also starred Anton, the the one who died a few years back that that played uh, that played in Star Trek as oh as the the Scotty Scotty or, or no Chekhov no, Chekhov yeah oh. so they did it was it was more of a horror movie um, where I and I think Patrick Stewart played the head of like a Nazi cult. Uh, it was a really um, uh, stressful movie, but it was really good. Um, are you looking at it? Look up his, you know, look up his movies. Um, but again, this role, it was a very, um, very effective role, but I don't, I, th- I don't remember it being... Hmm. Good guy. I think he was more the the leader, and that you kind of hated. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. Well, yeah, I'm not seeing anything right off the top, but he's been in a ton of stuff. He's super, super good. I, I just, but yeah, I, I don't. I, you don't always want green room. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. That sounds about right. I think he was in that where he was kind of a. I don't know if I saw that one, but. He just yeah I'm I'm so looking forward to the new one. Mm-hmm. Just just so I mean Next Generation was by far my favorite Star Trek series ever. Probably one of my favorite series of TV. I mean, I'd put it up there with pretty much anything I've watched TV series wise. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything that um at the time. I mean, I <laughs> I was one of those idiots that bought the the cassettes when they were coming out from uh Columbia House. Yeah. 
Yeah. I you, for a penny you get five for a penny or something like that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. Then then it was like twenty five dollars for if you don't cancel by. <laughs> well, I was trying to get the whole series until I realized there was like a hundred and something. Because you mean VHS? VHS. Okay. Okay. By the time I finally canceled it, I had like sixty something of them, two episodes per cassette. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have the whole series, and I had already spent like a thousand something dollars on it. Ninety percent of them weren't even open. But I was, yeah, I was an idiot when I was young. You still have them? <laughs> no, I finally got rid. I just, yeah. I chugged them along for a long time. I still got an old copy of Star Wars unopened the original oh nice on vhs i bought it Jeez, that might i bought it like 25 years ago at blockbuster video and just kept it as a as an unopened yeah unopened and that might actually be worth something i don't know you should you should just see just do a search on it someday see hey uh, i gotta find it it's in the i, I no, also no, have I mean, all I mean, the phantom would, menace original I figures mean, the whole first <laughs> set in I mean, unopened. Not to go but, sell them, but I mean, just to see if anybody else is selling an unopened original VHS copy. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on shoots first. Right? <laughs> right. Collectors would want that shit. I'm sure of it. I think Han shoots first in this one because it was <laughs> prior to the, the re-release. I think. <laughs> Funny. All right. All right. Well, we'll sign off for now. We'll... Rigid, or soon we'll figure out what the hell we're going to call all this. <laughs> all right. All right.